This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Nextlander podcast. I'm Vinny Caravella, joined by Alex Navarro. Yes, you are. Hello, Vinny. And Brad Shoemaker. Staring at this giant wolf. Oh, this guy! This gigantic Norse wolf. He's uh, is that you're talking about Alex Navarro? Yes, yes the wolf. That's the one. That's yes, me. that's the one. Not the actually Norse. I actually, it's one of the few. Yes. It's one of the few kinds of white I am not. Yes, yes, Navarro, the well-known Norwegian surname. <laughs> yes, yes, Navarro, the white wolf. Uh, the white wolf will remember this. How you guys doing? Good. Yeah, I'm. Out, I'm, st- I'm on vacation-ish. <laughs> How is your vacation-ish going? It is going just fine. I am a couple hours outside the city uh, hanging out uh, at a house uh, surrounded by trees and deer Aww. and Aww. stuff. And Tangy's stuff. here. She's your terrified. Cat. Yes. What's to be terrified of? She. So we took her upstate a couple of months after we got her back in like September of last year and she was all about it like she didn't really she was brave she was running around the house she did not really seem to care this time she is like 
just kind of hunkered down in the bedroom where all her stuff is. And every once in a while, she'll kind of creep down the stairs, look around for a little bit. And then as soon as someone makes like too loud of a creaking noise, she goes and she scurries back up. So I think her adult like territorial instincts have kicked in now. And she's like, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful uh, food bowl. How did I get here? Are you are you trying to quote talking heads here? What are we doing? <laughs> vaguely, yes. Yes. Your cat, Tangy, mm-hmm. also is alone. Is that, is that you think that has anything to do with it? Her and Ava aren't good enough friends that I don't think that is really the the point of concern here. I think it's just okay. that she is in a space that does not smell like the space she is used to. And now okay. she's just like, I, I don't understand what anything is anymore. Smells like now, up, upstate farts. Yeah. Not, not, <laughs> not Queens No, I haven't farts. put enough of my own farts in here yet. Okay, so. right. Okay. Now, now I, I see there is a home sign on the wall behind you that is about one step away from a live, laugh, love kind of thing. Uh-huh. So I see that's the kind of Airbnb you've got. Yes, it is. Uh, It's, look, man, you know, it's the number of places you can find during the summer are relatively low. This place is fairly nice, despite the fact that it is decorated like a model home at Target. And that is fine. I can live with I can live with that for a few days as long as like the surrounding area is nice and in surrounding area is very nice. But can you Uh, love and laugh with it? No, no. I couldn't do that at home either. So Mm, no. No, but nobody laughs or loves anymore. Come on. No, no they had to stop making those signs. <laughs> Too busy trying to live to do anything else. <laughs> live, live, live. The last Airbnb I came in contact with in the South about a month ago had a gigantic skull on the wall. Ooh. Ooh. Like like yeah. a steer? Cow, yeah, like a, a cow. A horned cattle skull. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, so, like, a cool person lived there is what you're saying. Sure. It's mountain-ish people. Yeah. Let's say, mm. Mountain folk. Yes. Did it say live, love, laugh was, with the live crossed out? Like just uh, <laughs> with the skull over it? No living no, here. You don't want to know what slogans are on the wall. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair uh, enough. Fair enough. Ones that don't get repeated. I uh, I went to a place yesterday that I need to tell you guys about because I think you will appreciate it, Vinny especially. Um, okay. So we're in kind of this area around this town called Middletown, and... Uh, there is a place in Middletown that Sam was like, you need to go here. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'm just, we need to go here. And I said, that's fine. So we went there and it's this place called rock fantasy. Now, can you imagine initially, like what is your initial impression of like what a place like that would be, would be man. Okay. Hmm. It's either some kind of climbing obstacle course, putt, putt. It's like climbing, but putt, putt Mm -hmm. or, uh, you put on a giant wig and get a fake guitar and get to thrash and shred for some hours. So the second one is closer. Okay. Wait, really? Oh. Vinny, what do you got? And as you're shredding, you're smashing open geodes to see the delicious and fantastic nature's bounty with inside those beautiful rocks. All right, you have driven the car off the cliff. We are officially okay. out of the realm of... Okay, so this place, uh, you walk in the door, you are immediately greeted by a Dolly Parton pinball machine uh, and a mountain okay. of, of vinyl records uh, okay. that they're they selling. But that is not all that they sell. They, they this, I'd say the vinyl collection skews toward heavy metal, but it is uh, a variety of stuff. They have a fine jazz selection in addition. 
Then you walk over to the right side of the building and it's just a straight up head shop. Like it is nothing but, you know, varying degrees of bongs from your basic, you know, glassware to your gas mask bong all along the while. And on each of the shelves, there are photos of the proprietor uh, with various celebrities and pro wrestlers. Uh, A lot of 90s pro wrestlers, ECW specifically pro wrestlers. Mm. And then also like a photo with him in like in, like a, a signed photo of Julie Newmar for some reason. I don't know. Huh. Okay. All right. Uh, sure. And then you go to the back and it is an, a seemingly endless row of classic and new pinball machines huh. that you can just Dude. get coins and play. This Dolly Parton pinball machine is as old as I am. It's from 1979. Yes, that is an old one. That's and that is apparently the only wild. one that is for sale right now. What? Wait, you yeah, could much, walk. You could walk much, home with that pinball machine. How much? How, what's it going to take to for me to put you in the Dolly Parton pinball machine? It appeared to be twenty seven hundred dollars. That's hmm, okay. Hmm. Okay, functional, it, fully was, functional. It appeared to be it, fully functional. Good, good working order, decent shape. Like all the part, like every. I, I don't know if it like there was any weird quirks with it, but like all every all the pieces look like they were original and in good shape. The yes, only man. problem with that is that afterwards you own a pinball machine. Yes, that is the problem I would have in that I cannot put a pinball machine in my queen's apartment. That could never happen. No, yeah, but it's the Dolly Parton pinball machine. Holy shit! That is true. A that lot is- of the stuff, a lot of the stuff they had skewed newer. Like it was definitely a lot of like band themed pinball machines, like Rush, Metallica, Iron Maiden. You know, like all that kind of stuff. But they also they had the most important pinball machine of all, which is Adam's oh. family. Oh, okay. Mm, I, you know, I, could, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. It's the one that I hold dearest and dearest to my heart. Those are tough to yeah, get, I'm, I've heard. I, I'm, I'm with you, but I think that's partially an age thing. Like, we were just happened to be the age yes. for things to imprint on us uh, at the time that thing came out. But It was the pinball the machine that existed the longest at the Phoenix Theater when I was hanging out there. <laughs> so it became machine. my default one. Uh, did you play? Go did nice. you have to like put quarters in? Yes, it is quarters. It's not tokens. It is they have a straight up change machine. You go there and it's like it's between fifty cents and a dollar, depending on the machine per play. Dang. So hang on, so like if you had to label this business with one word or one label, what is it? Is it a head Jeff, shop first? It's Jeff Bacalar's brain. They somehow <laughs> okay. turned that into a business, is what I would okay. describe it. It is heavy metal, it is it is weed products, and it is pinball. And instead okay. of floors, they just have mechanical keyboards you walk on? All Yes, I'm sure those are in the back somewhere. Okay. All, all, but all of those things in equal measure, like it's equally pinball and head shop and... Like, the, the, the record store and the head shop are at the front, and the pinball is kind of in the back, but there's so many pinball machines that you have to imagine that is a big part of the draw. Hmm. But, okay. yeah, like, I don't know. It feels like it is just, like, three... Qua- like, like, it's a triforce of a brain, and those three things just occupy equal space there. <laughs> That sounds kind of fun. Yes, the Triforce of Pinball. Yes, of Pinball, the Weed, Triforce and of vinyl, <laughs> And the Triforce of Weed, yes. Uh, did you have a good time? I did. We didn't go there for super long, but, you know, I played a few pinball machines and looked, perused their, their vinyl collection and stared at all the photos of the guy standing with, like, Yokozuna and Mick Foley and shit. So it was, uh, you know, it seemed like a guy just had a dream, wanted yeah. to make a business, and this is what it was, and bless him. It seems to be working out. What's it called did, did again? It, Rock Fantasy. Rock Fantasy. Rock Fantasy. Did, did, was it? Did it seem to be thriving? Were there people there? Is this close enough to civilization to sustain a business? So this, where we like at the time we are here now, it is pretty fucking dead. 
Um, there is definitely like a campground and summer camp element, just like the rest of upstate New York. Uh-huh. But I think that primarily this is a college area. Like there is a college, like a, yeah. like a SUNY university, not too far from here. That's all so I'm guessing, upstate New York. <laughs> yeah, so I'm guessing like nine months out of the year, this place is a little more hopping than it is right now. Uh, did you eat while you were there? Like at the at the pinball place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got like a thing, a basket of fries or something. Stick there is no food in no? that place. Oh, they do right. not want you getting your sticky fingers all over those nice pinball machines or those vinyl records. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Did you walk home with anything? No, I didn't end up buying anything. I thought there were a couple of records I was thinking about grabbing. I was just like, you know what? I don't even have a record player that is out right now. It's in my storage locker. What am I going to do with this? What are you going to do? Are you going to get that record player out of the storage locker? And, you know, I'm not really much of a bong user these days, so they didn't have much that I needed there. Is there, is there recreational weed in New York? Uh, it is becoming recreational now. There are now dispensaries that are opening that are non-medical. Hmm. Like, did it pass, though? I mean, like state law? It's in a weird gray area right now, I think, where it is still, if you are not a licensed one of those places, it is tell technically illegal to sell it, but you are not, it is decriminalized, you are not, you're not going to get busted for just having a little bit of it on you, and also, uh, the, I believe that, uh, there was some other weird aspect to it, I can't remember what it is, but I think it is mostly legal at this point, and it is, if it isn't all the way there yet, it will be soon. I think the other weird aspect is Jersey now is basically started selling. So if, if yes. you're, uh, <laughs> you can't, you can't do one without the other, I think. I no. Think that'd be, and that'd be too hard. Yeah. They're, they're both moving along and eventually, you know, I'm sure like Delaware and Pennsylvania will follow suit. And then it's just like, you'll, there'll be no escaping it in the Northeast. All those head shops. Mm -hmm. What are people going to do? How are they going to get their enterprise, gigantic enterprise bongs? Uh, and the, their their know. gas mask bongs with the yes. Batman mask on them. Yes, just as everybody is is getting uh, more and more and more into uh, those. What are those? What do you call the the vape the the heat ones? That well, there's like the vape pens, and then you know, obviously there's like edibles and stuff. Okay, what do you think is the most popular? Is it edibles? I bet Ooh. edibles are by far the most popular at those places, followed short as small like just behind by the vape stuff. You think like oils and stuff? I don't know how popular the tinctures are. There's there's a dispensary like four blocks from me. They're fucking everywhere in San Francisco. Like you can't go anyway. California's like had a place, couple of years. That place is mostly plant matter. It is say, like smoke primarily. Yeah. Um. Did, there's plenty of there's plenty of other stuff. Okay. But, you know, like there's but there's also like all kinds of tinctures and stuff like that in there. But I I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the classic flower is probably still the biggest <laughs> thing around here. But then hey, it's California. It is yes. Big people are rolling joints. Mm, no, they're buying pre rolled. If anything, I yes, I'm okay. I'm gonna say the type of clientele. Ever I've been in several dispensaries in the city, and they are all like surprisingly upscale. Uh huh. And I'm guessing that the type of clientele they service typically either don't have time for that or has no fucking idea how to do it. <laughs> so that they, sounds about they, right. These these are pre rolled, pre licked. These are pre rolled and pre licked. It's somebody behind the counter is licking and rolling all these joints uh, uh, themselves. That's, uh, That's why I don't mess with joints for the most part. Um, plant matter. Yeah. These, can you buy like bad stuff in a, in a place? Like, can you buy like the cheapies? Like, uh, hey, just give me a, a bag of shake or something. 
I no, don't. I um, think they are very specifically here. designed not to allow that sort of thing to happen. <laughs> you still have Dude, to go no, behind like, the Seven Eleven to buy that shit. Like, like every grow op has its own like nice artisanal logo design, Jeez. and they've all got like like fucking tasting notes on there or oh, whatever. Wow. This sniffing notes, let's say. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know the bouquet. Yes, no, you were not. Go- you were not going to get seeds and stems in a place like this. I think we're at least a decade away from them going like the Jelly Belly route and like you know, like selling you like the 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 weed rejects, you know, in a special <laughs> bag that you get when you do the factory tour. That's right, ugly weed. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm um, glad you're enjoying your vacation ish up there and got to see uh, your live out your rock fantasy. Yeah, totally. And if you're ever in the Middletown, New York area, uh, come visit Jeff Bacalar's brain. Yeah, just go right inside. No invitation. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. No RSVP. <laughs> Open door policy in yeah, that brain. Jump right in there. Uh, they literally had that. a bunch of merch for that ghost band that he and I both like. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe it is. Make sure. Did you like try to look out a window and see if it was like staring at a hockey game or something like are you were actually inside his head you know as as it's as close as you can get without actually crawling inside his skull that's how i would okay. describe it fair enough folks we've got a lot to talk about today we're going to talk about cuphead the delicious last course that's a dlc for cuphead the oh cl- yeah stands for dlc oh, yeah. mm-hmm uh, the We're gonna qu- mention this every time the quarry uh last call bbs which is the new zactronics game We'll touch on a little bit more in Neon White at the end there. But first, let's jump right into a Cuphead, the delicious last course. This new DLC, $8. I can't get that Cuphead. song out of my head. That new theme song. Mm, right they on the title the, screen. They play the new theme song instead of the old theme song now, and it's quite catchy. Is it a better theme song? Mm, it's it's it, a well, couple. I, I, I started to say it's the one that they performed live at the Game Awards, but then I, you would be forgiven for not having watched the Game Awards. Yeah, I did not watch the Game Awards. It's uh, it's catchy. It is quite catchy. Uh, so in addition to uh, Cuphead and Mugman, we are joined by... So is is it Ms. Chalice? I took a uh, took a demo for this game like uh, a month ago. I sat in on a, an, a hands-off demo, and I swear they were referring to her as Ms. Chalice. Mm-hmm. But then uh, is she just chalice in this? You know, I, I don't, don't know. know. Is does she have a different persona when she's her, her god in her godlike ethereal Ooh. form versus her mortal form? I think they like they refer to her as the legendary chalice quite a bit. Yes, uh, uh, she she's got some kind of plan to become human or human a a humanoid with a cup on their head uh, again. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, like the the basic structure of this DLC is the you know the original game was three separate islands full of mostly bosses with some run and gun side scrolling stages. This is a fourth island. The DLC <gasps> is is one whole fourth island and yeah, when you go there you get the ability to play as Chalice, Miss Chalice. I think Miss Chalice. I think Chalice. She does not have a bow. <laughs> We've been over this. Uh so yeah, you so you go there and you immediately get a charm. So like, you know, that game has equipable different types of shots and charms and supers that you can swap in and out. So using her takes up your charm slot. Yeah. So you can't use whatever other charm you might want to use while you're playing as her. Yeah. But she comes with she comes with such a crazy move set that you super don't need it. And I'm just gonna say now I didn't play a ton of Cuphead when it first came out. I think I got like kind of at the end of the first island and sort of bounced off. And I was like, oh, now's a good chance to play this whole game because you can take her back into the main game. Right. 
I don't want to play as Cuphead or Mugman anymore. Really? Oh, no. Oh, that's interesting. Like she, she feels like, I don't, I don't want to say it feels like cheating, but I like her movesets so much more. That interesting. Like, and now I'm sitting here beating the bosses in the main game with her and going like, am I like, is this cheating? Am I not, am I not find like, proving secret? my metal? Well, so, like, so what about her moveset? Because I had kind of the opposite reaction and it was, it was not rational because even though I was getting further with playing as her, I, I found myself wanting to go back to Mugman and, and Cuphead for like familiarity sake. I, I, I could, was yeah. having some trouble with the parries with her and, and if, it was, if, uh, I, I could see that if, if you played through the whole first original game with them, yeah. I could see, I could see like maybe adapting to her being tough. Like I said, I, I didn't have that background. So, so there, to, to be clear, there's zero difference between Cuphead and Mugman, right? They're no, just skins. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. They're, um, yeah, I want to say even their supers are equipable the same. I think I'm pretty sure. I uh, right. Uh, I did not go back and and play between them. I did play a decent amount as Miss Chalice though, and that double jump just kept throwing me off. Really? Yeah. The double jump is a big part of why. Like I, I yeah. as I play with Cuphead and Mugman, all I think to myself constantly is, "Man, I wish I had a double <laughs> jump." And then she's got one. So uh, normally with Mugman or uh, or Cuphead, you you jump again to do the parry move on those. Yeah. Uh, were they pinkish? The pinkish projectiles yeah, any, any or anything? Pink. How does that play for you? It's I can way? usually tell what it is, but I don't. Okay. I can, you know, I just it's the other color, it, it, pinkish, purplish, whatever that color is. But I okay, can usually yeah, tell. You can at least tell the shade is different. Um, yeah. yeah. So like the, you know, the basic, the basic moveset of Cuphead and Mugman is they've got a, a single jump, not a double jump, but it's yeah. a pretty high jump. Yeah. To parry, you have to jump and then hit jump again and they'll do a little somersault. Right. I've never been able to get my head around the timing on that parry move in midair with that jump. Okay. Like having to jump and then like it just feels a little too mushy. I can never like. Whenever you have like a split second window between leaving the ground and having to hit the parry, I can mm. never do it fast enough. Like okay. It just something about it has just never clicked for me. So they've got that and they've got a lateral dash, but it's not invincible. It's just right. like you take damage. There is a charm actually, like a yeah. smoke, smoke bomb, bomb. That, yeah. that makes the dash uh, have invincibility frames, uh, but not by default. So her moveset, she's got a shorter base jump, but she has a double jump. Right. So she, there's actually like... There's actually bosses that I've played with both where like there's platforms you have to jump on and she can't make it to a platform that Cuphead can with one jump because her jump is shorter. Okay. So you have to double jump in cases like that. Uh, but instead of parrying off of her jump, she parries with her dash. Oh, that was so confusing. I just never got the hang of it. Um, so like I, I've had so much better luck parrying with, with – because all you have to do is line it up horizontally and just dash into the thing. And it, so you're it just not- feels – like it's, it's less timing based I guess is the reason I like it more. So you're not aiming for the character, the projectile or whatever it is with, you're not trying to jump into it. You're trying to get ahead of it. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I guess that's what it is. It's like parrying with Cuphead is a matter of timing. With her, it's a matter of positioning. Like you just need to be within dash range to the left or right of a thing and then dash into it. But she's also not invincible during her default dash, right? So not during the default dash, but if you hold down and dash, she'll do a roll on the ground and that is invincible. Oh, that is. Okay. So yes. So that's also pretty handy. Um, I just, um, yeah, I think it must just be, I had so much muscle memory. I just found myself (laughs) double jumping into those parry enemies constantly. And also, um, uh, she also can't use uh some of the weapons that uh um it's one well no the charm sorry the extra health charm because you you like you said you eat up that charm that's another uh, thing she has but she has four base she has health, four actually. base health yeah. yeah so you kind of actually get an extra hit point too like yeah like i said it's like 
I'm not going to say it's easier, but like, it's just, it feels it so much balanced. more like, like, I mean, do you think this character, do you think this character is more geared toward people? Let's say, oh, I don't know. People like me, uh, who had a miserable time trying to beat Cuphead because they are just no. not very good at Cuphead. No. So playing, I'm like, so I finished first Island. I'm like halfway through the second Island and I've played a good chunk of the DLC Island game is still hard as fuck. Okay. And playing it is reminding me how much just straight up cheap shit there is in this game. Like, there's kind of a lot of cheap shit. It's kind of a mean-spirited game in a lot of like, ways. I mean, I, I love a hard game. I have yeah. played some hard games in my time, but there, there are multiple instances in this where it's just like, man, really? Really? Like, Had to go like that, huh? Like, like parrying off of something and having the bounce back from the parry knock you straight into a projectile, and it's yes. like, really? You couldn't give, like, half a second of invisibility off a parry? Like, I couldn't control that. Um, and there's, like... There's a there's a few too many like foreground objects in different stages, you know, like like a flower sticking up over the ground in mm-hmm. a spot, you know, and it's like, oh, I couldn't see the boss behind that flower. I, and I super got hit. You know, some uh, of that I think is intentionally devious. It's um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just so fucking chaotic. Like yes. there's so much going on, and especially those new boss fights. Oh my gosh, I uh, it is man. I have I, you I, beaten any of the new bosses yet? I beat the mountain mountain guy on normal the, and the then. Yeti. Uh, the yeti, the giant yeti and i was working on uh is he a yeti the guy with the big beard or whatever it is yeah, yeah. giant giant bearded uh, mountain monster guy yeah and so i beat him on normal but with cuphead and then um i was working on the ice wizard um uh, ice wizard there's like the one okay. that opens up after that and i tr- oh i see okay yeah try tried a couple of other ones but yeah that um you know like i said i started with Miss Chalice was getting further, I think, because of the extra health by default. So I was getting to the third stage of it. And then I switched over to Cuphead and was not getting as far, but just felt like I was in more control. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a difference. Sure. I was like, yeah, I'm yeah, not so. getting as far, but I feel like I'm in more control here. Uh, you, know, the, you know what they say, different Cupheads for different folks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think back now. Do you get different weapons? Doesn't she have only one swappable weapon? I, I can't Not, remember. No, she she has the same two weapon she does. slots okay. as, as, as the other dudes. Okay. The- uh, but this 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 does come with a bunch of new items in the in Porcrine's <laughs> shop. Yes. So did you buy the one that I have just bought and think I will never swap out, which is... No, because I bought one and feel like I wasted my money. Oh wow! So the one I I've, I've only bought one so far, but I'm like, why would I need anything else? It's um, it's a straight horizontal shot. Oh, I should have bought this one. And for the first like say uh, half length, like half of a screen length, or yes. maybe a little less, it's 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 a high damage shot. Yes. And then once it gets past that, it becomes either average or low damage, but it becomes heat seeking. Like it seeks to whatever the closest oh, wow. damage target. I should have bought ridiculous. that one. I was looking it's at. It. <laughs> I, I misread like, the other one. I bought the stupid Vornado gun or whatever it is, the like cyclone uh, blast. It's a it's, the description. I made it sound cool. Like I thought it was going to be like the wave beam in Metroid, mm. but all it does is it shoots out. It's like Airman's fucking gun in Metroid, where it shoots oh, out no, like you. these little like um, tornadoes that then go up. Oh, wait, you mean like from Mega Man Two? Yeah, sorry, from yes. Mega oh, Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah oh, so no, she's got these little cyclones, and then they go up, which is like okay for some bosses, but you're just like. It feels like I'm fucking puffing out smoke from my gun now. Uh, I should have bought that one. So four coins. I, I I forget I forget what that thing is called, but you should go get that as soon as you can. Like I mean, it like crack shot. I think it was called something like that. That might be right. Like there's so many bosses that just fill the screen with like little fodder enemies <sighs> that die in like one or two shots, and yeah. that thing just trivializes those things because literally it will just kill whatever target is closest. So it's constantly mowing up. down all the fodder in its path. 
as soon as and, I sh- and if, if if there's nothing else on the screen, it will just shoot the boss constantly as you're shooting it. As soon as I bought that thing and fired it, I was like, I fucked up. <laughs> I messed up. Uh, I, I, I know I, what you mean. Well, I, I I wasted money on the broken relic, not realizing that I couldn't do anything with it. Uh, you so. do. It does swap out for something else, though, right? Did you get immediately get the um in the store? Uh, I got the double heart thing. I mean, as soon as it, it like replaced with something else, the double two hearts, but it yes. makes your yes. damage or your power go down, which is like, yeah, eh, I don't know. But. I haven't, I haven't bought that yet. I, I wish you could tell on the shop screen what went into what slot. I mean, the shots are obvious and I, is everything else a charm? Oh, you can't buy supers, right? So I guess everything else is a charm. Yeah. And the original right? game, you got supers by doing them from the Miss Chalice challenge. Yeah. The, the, the mausoleums. Yeah. Yeah. So, Miss, um, so she has her own upgrade path, doesn't she? Have like her own uh, baker's in the baker's oh. store. Oh, I haven't been back in that store since the intro of the DLC. Really? I think I think so. I I did oh, it wow. with the kids, uh, and so it was a little confusing because only one person can play as Miss Chalice, and even if both of you equip equip the cookie or whatever like two, in two player, only one person becomes her in the actual. Uh, a battle so it's like a little weird and then she can only she's the only one that can go back into that bakery uh to, to check it huh. out it's uh or or talk to talk to him uh the, the salt pepper salt shaker whatever it is chef chef salt baker yeah yeah i have to double check like i said i i used her for a bit and then i kind of switched off for her when I, it's like kind of like okay okay this was all fun and games i'm serious now i gotta beat this boss and then did so much more poorly using interesting her. So I'm uh, I'm totally the opposite. Like when I want to be something, I'm like, all right, Miss Chalice, let's go. I should go back and, and and give it some more. Uh, I didn't use that roll. So that first mountain boss is tough because the ground is basically full of spikes. There's stuff mm. coming at you from right to left, and there's stuff coming at you from left to right the entire time. So it's like right. So so having that heat seeking shot, like all those little gnomes that pop up to like yeah. hit you with a hammer or pop out of the ground or whatever, like it just you just vaguely pointed in their direction and they just die. So my my go to was I think charge shots and heat seeker for a while. I used the the charged and the heat seeker to get through, and now that's why that heat seeking thing makes me feel like oh man, it's like best of both worlds. I should have just gotten that thing. It's it's pretty good. The uh, one other thing in the points. yeah in the DLC, the one other thing I've seen. I don't know if you did you go up that giant ladder. Yes. To the king's like mm-hmm. king's tournaments, the claymation the area. Mountain. Yeah, yeah that, dude, I love it. So like, I also just beat the um, the island two boss, the like pyramid boss. It, it's one of the shooter levels where you're in an airplane. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, and, yes. like that one is that one is like this claymation thing where where they built an actual model to use as the background. Yeah, that spins those. around, like rotates around. I, I love all the back the stages in this game that are actual like practical models. Yes. Uh, and yeah, the king, the king tournament area is like that. What you're saying here is basically you want Studio MDHR uh, to make the next Clay Fighters game. Yeah, actually, now that you mention it, um, I like those plain the, plain bosses. Those like yeah, scrolling the plain ones are okay. Scrolling stages. Right. The, the 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 king's tournament thing is is a succession of challenges where you don't have any, you can't shoot or use any kind of charm power yes. stuff. It's purely jump, dodge, parry type stuff, and they're kind of interesting. Yeah, so that's it's another one that. Um, so when I first tried that out, I was playing over the Steam Link, but I was getting too much lag, and I couldn't I couldn't deal with it. Um, so I haven't been back in there since. But the one I was doing was like uh, was like cards or something jumping down off the top row, and you had to parry off of them, and that yeah. also just seemed hard for me with the it's very uh, hard. the the Miss Chalice. Very hard. Uh, uh, the second one is even harder. It's like a straight up boss that you have to beat just by parrying. 
Do you get do you uh, get coins for beating it? Uh, he gave me coins for beating the first one. I don't know what you get for beating all the challenges. Okay. Um, and then I, I guess the last thing I can think of to say about this, like the plot of the DLC is like, oh, Miss Chalice is a ghost. She wants to be real. And then the chef is like, ah, if you bake, if we can bake this wonder waffle or whatever it is, yeah. go get me all the ingredients, then you can be real forever. I wonder if that changes the mechanic after you beat the DLC of like, now you don't have to equip that charm to use Miss Chalice anymore. And so she can use other charms. I don't know. I'm going to guess, and I don't know anything that it is not all it's cracked up to be. That some yeah, shenanigans right. are going on. Mm-hmm. And maybe, right. maybe you wind up fighting that big, that salt, that salt pepper guy, yeah, you, whatever. Salt. You, you, you may be right. That may not actually paint out, but, uh, and that she's going to unfortunately remain a ghost and help you in the other game. Yeah. That would save them from having to like fully re-architect the way that that works. You're right. It's an it's an eight dollar DLC. I should say like it's mm. it's eight bucks. If you like Cuphead, it is eight dollars. You should just get it. I have not played Cuphead in like two years, and I feel like every time you guys talk about this thing, I'm like, this might be the thing that gets me to finally go back to it because it's, it's, it's just a such a de- stuff. it's just such a demoralizing game. I love it. It is it is amazing looking. It plays well. I have no no issue with the way that it plays. I'm just just tragically bad at it. I, I I mean again I don't I don't want to say that Chalice makes it easier. It no, that's fine. I just want to do it. It is still that infuriating repetition based like pattern memorizing thing. Mm-hmm. It's just that I just I just like the way that she plays better enough that it's kind of clicking for me more. But it's, sure. it's still the game is still a real bastard. I I don't doubt it one bit. Uh, what is the deal with the? Uh, on the mountain stage, the geese. Is there any way to be? Are, are there certain geese when they come flying across that like only hit you, or is it that I, whole swarm? Yeah, I had I had a couple of moments where I kind of just jumped through that thing and didn't take any damage and couldn't figure out why. Okay, or is it, yeah, is uh, it one of those things where it covers the screen and you and you just can't see something hitting you, hitting you? I, I think I think there must be certain geese that hit you and others don't. It's hard to tell. I mean, or, that's or, that's one of those readability things where yeah. the game has so much going on that sometimes it's pretty tough to see. It's possible none of them hit you, and there's just so many other things on the screen that it covers what's actually hit, like the gold nuggets that are shooting through the air, or or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm, not, like I'm that. not sure. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, that boss is a real interesting one to start on because it that game for me was always like, all right, just defocus your eyes and try to keep track of an entire screen's worth of stuff, and that boss literally just has things coming from everywhere. Maybe nothing yes, from the top really of the does. screen coming down, but just about. Uh, stuff coming from everywhere at all times on, yeah. on the screen. It, it it almost makes it feel like it's designed around her <laughs> iframe dash. So I or you can I, equip that smoke bomb on on Cuphead if you want to play Cuphead. But either way, like having something that lets you damage free dash through stuff is uh, pretty crucial. But you gotta stay on platforms too, otherwise you get into yeah, the the gnome pit. And yeah, then, like I said, the game can be a little cheap. So what did you do? Like, There's one part too. I guess you don't have to bounce on them, but um. On when you're inside, did you get the stage three of that that mountain, the the yes. third form? So when you're in there, you have to jump and dash, parry onto uh, one of the platforms to make it turn back into a regular platform. You just dash onto it and it parries you up. Is that how that I, works? I haven't beaten that boss yet. I okay. actually just barely have gotten to that third phase a couple times and okay. died. Okay, I, so I got to play with her more. Sure. Yeah, uh, I I would try give her another chance. Yeah, and, and kind of try to let all the abilities sink in. I think that I don't, I don't want to say the new bosses are designed around her, but like, it definitely feels like she's got some stuff in her kit. That well, it's appropriate. They were definitely designed with her in mind. So that makes it, yeah. even that makes it more different or, or different than the original game where I could see it being a little more broken in the original one where she wasn't around. 
the the thing with the multiplayer um that's interesting is i'm pretty sure they scale the health up when you have two people so when i play with my kids sometimes it's just a little harder to (laughs) beat the bosses even when you're even though you can get revives because the the health scales up so when i was playing solo again i was like oh man this is just so much faster the getting to each phase it's fun. Yeah. It looks beautiful. It, Music. It, it really does. They, they, when I when I took that meeting, they they spent a lot of time talking about like how much new animation and art they did for this, and specifically how much more they put into each boss. It's a lot. And like that mountain boss, like has a straight up stage change in the, yeah. the third phase. Like it straight up goes from the background it starts on to a, an extremely different background, which I haven't seen any of that in the base game. I want to like, say there's there, 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 there might be some some of it, but I can't remember. Yeah. But like I've, what I've seen of the DLC, like they, they really went all out on the presentation of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, the other one I fought was the the kind of uh, bootlegging spider, the like mob boss. Yeah. I yes, I I almost beaten that one as well. Which also seemed pretty tough. <laughs> that one, God, man, that one has straight up has the <laughs> shit from the from Ravenbeak, the last boss of Metroid Dread. The like, oh, we're gonna have a bunch of shit yeah. circling the screen that you have to like double jump around constantly to yeah. to stay ahead of. Poof. Oof. Yeah, it's uh, a lot. It's, it's a, lot. a lot. Um, that is Cuphead, the delicious last course, and that is available now. And that is um, eight bucks. It is not on Game Pass though, right? Like if you, the, the DLC, DLC like, I don't, or I, Cuphead I and the I, DLC. I haven't checked. I don't believe so. I don't think they so. don't, don't typically. They don't typically put DLC on Game Pass. Okay, ex- except maybe in rare cases. And it's only DLC now, right? As far as we know, it's, there's no like Cuphead, the complete package or anything. I think it's just yeah, bu- you, you can buy a bundle, a bundle, but it's uh, not they, like they, one one skew, right? With everything, uh, I think Steam um, had it as a bundle when I went to go look at it. Like, oh, buy this and this. Let me see. I wonder if they they might discount it. It's yeah, it's twenty seven dollars on PlayStation Store for both. For both, okay, as as one bundle. Check it out if you don't have Cuphead already. I think the DLC probably would be like I said, it's more of the same, but the same is pretty good for that game. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. And- I mean, it, but yeah, by the same token, if you super bounced off of Cuphead, this is not gonna. It's more no, of that. You've convinced me. I'm gonna go yeah. back. This is gonna be the yeah. thing that finally makes it click yeah. for me. Give it a shot. Uh, other thing that's super important to know, uh, because I was still questioning it even to the time I booted it up. It does not make it three players. It is still at most yes. two player. It does not like a third player comes in. Uh, even though the, everything looks like they should have three players now, it is not. Okay. Dude, did Cuphead really come out five years ago? Holy yes, shit. Yes, it did. Does that seem long or, or short? 2017, that seems, baby. That, that seems, that's very long. Seems too long. Uh, all right. Cuphead, the, delis- the delicious last course available now. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with more. Stick around. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money 
is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, when in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander, rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. All right, we are back. And now let's talk about a different type of game. Mm-hmm. A Zachtronics game. Last Call BBS. The Zachtronics game. The. Is it- okay. Yes. Is it the last Zachtronics game? Because I I've don't s- know. I've seen some scuttlebutt that maybe it isn't. I think it is, but maybe not for the original intended reason. I think, it, but it well, still might be the last Zachtronics game. I I also was convinced it was the last Zachtronics game until about 12, 15 hours ago. <laughs> and I really wish I had made a note of where I saw this because it came out of an interview and I didn't save the link and it's going to be really hard to reference now, but. Somebody, and I'm not even sure it was the main Zachtronics person, who I assume his name's Zach, but I don't actually know. Somebody gave an interview somewhere saying, like, oh, there, that might actually, this might actually not be the last oh, one. Oh, I posted that in Slack. If uh, Did you? Oh, was that you? It might have been. I, dude, I'm in so many goddamn <laughs> chats and Twitter and, like, oh, it's just, I can't keep track. Yes, of there's where it is. I see it. Um, it's, so let's uh, talk about Last Call BBS first. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so yeah, it's, I, I feel like... I don't think I've ever seen this happen before, and the sheer swagger of billing something as the last game from blank is, like, off the charts. So, Zachtronics, it kind of goes hand-in-hand, though, because, you know, Zachtronics is more than just the the one guy. Um, You know, it's a team. Yeah, Zach has collaborators. Yeah, and so I think the team said they're going to be done... But this game is just such a love letter to Zachtronics games that you could see it being the send-off, the last call. For uh, those who it, are unfamiliar with Zachtronics and their milieu, uh, what, what, how would you describe the things that they primarily make? They, they mostly, and they have a lot of different games, but they mostly, I would say, if you're talking about a Zachtronics game, or let's say a Zach-like, if you will, um, it, it would be a logic a programming puzzle game. Yes, they're they're programming games is what I would say for sure. Yeah. So there are other games that Zachtronics has put out. Visual novel, that visual novel one, like uh, Eliza, I think it was called. Yes, that's what it's called. Um, They have some like tactics games, but that's generally, I would say, what what their games are. Right. Uh, also, amazingly prolific. There are 18 Zachtronics games on Steam. Yeah. And, you, you know... A lot of them I like a lot. Uh, some of them I have like I never played Ironclad Tactics. Like that, it's just a game I never played. I didn't play. Th- I don't remember playing Eliza, and I didn't play through Mobius Front um, either, which is also another kind of tactics game. But Last Call BBS gives you um, a fake old computer, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's you your favorite boot. kind of computer in video I, games. Right? I, it really is. And um, and you're dialing into this old BBS uh, to download a bunch of mini games. But uh, the reason I really loved Zachtronics games for the most part, along with the logic puzzle, there's usually a story, a parallel story that you're mm-hmm. going through, and there's a narrative. And this kind of is like a it's like a love letter to old computers. There's just like as you're playing these mini games and making your way through. The person who gave you the computer is leaving notes for you being like, ah, man, this was a really wild one. I contacted the person in Germany on this BBS, and here's a history about this stuff. Or this game is just kind of a nightmare, and this is why I think you should play it. It's it's really kind of lovely, like the the, mm-hmm. the setup for it. Um, you know, it's of its kind, and it's not going to attract too many people, I think, that just have no fondness for that for that stuff. But there are like... I don't know, eight mini games in it. I think two of them are solitaire. I was, I was going to say, I'm looking at screenshots. There's solitaire. There is look, what looks like a minesweeper clone. Uh, that's the uh, dungeons one. It's, it's, it looks like minesweeper, oh, but it's a little, right. uh, it's a little right. bit weirder. Yes. It's I more like, it's a, like, it's like a Sudoku. Sudoku? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a, a little bit. That one's hard. They're all. <laughs> okay. So the thing I'll say about last call BBS, I've liked most of the mini games in it they really don't give any instructions on how to play them. So you, but they, you can kind of puzzle them out um, and, and figure it out, but there's not really a lot of tutorializing for any of the, of the mini games in here. Obviously solid. There's like help screens for some, and there is a little tutorializing on the dungeon one in particular, but you're kind of off on your own trying to figure it out. There's one where uh, the forbidden path, uh, and you're like building horrible flesh walls and stuff. Okay. Yes. And, you, and you're just kind of, I, I think I figured out what I'm doing, but, uh, it's just, um, it's just, a, it's a weird thing. It's a, it's a weird one. Like the, it's hard. I think my favorite is 20th century food court. It's probably the most exapunks, Zachtronics programmy style thing where you're just building conveyor belts on the right hand side of the screen and on the left side. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the interface for, reason the music uh, programming thing but it's got a lot of like yeah. connecting mm-hmm. wires and patch cables to computers uh and that and that one's a lot of fun i sp- probably spent the most time in that that's 20 20th century food court uh where the premise is like oh this is in the future and look at all these uh weird foods people eat in the 20th century uh it's and you get like these tweets that come out uh after you finish your food well, Anything so, to say about Steed Force Hobby Studio? So Steed Force Hobby Studio is not really a puzzle game um, as much as it is just building Gundam. Uh, oh, okay. And, All right. You just kind of clip the pieces off. It's It's kind of neat. You get to paint them up. You can put masking tape on them uh, and, and kind of paint. Uh, you could put uh, uh, panel lines on your Gundam. I guess there's some kind of puzzle in figuring out how the pieces go together, but it's mostly just snapping stuff together. Chip Wizard is really messed up and hard and uh, uh you're just kind of building circuits uh which is it's just hard <laughs> it's just difficult uh but also fun uh what else is in there hack match which was in exapunks but this is um they say this is the uh uh arcade rom now and so it's okay a, you're emulating so it's a better version ROM. of it it's a better version of it exactly uh it's got a local multiplayer in it uh, and you could play the single player in it. Uh, what else is in there? There's a solitaire, which is like it's uh, um, an even harder sol- solitaire. It's because they they put all the cards face up, but they give you 
I don't know. The, the, everything is pretty tough in it, but I think 20th Century Food Court is the one that I like. And I, I'm That's just the winner. Part. For me, that is. It's the one I like the most, but you got to play them all to get all the notes unlocked, or at least it seems like it. And there's other things you can dial up into. There's like a world clock. There's some other things. So one of the weird things about it, I was playing it on PC Game Pass, and I lost my save, which isn't such a big deal, aside from the frustration of it, because once you solve the puzzle, you should be able to go back and solve, you know, solve it again, mostly. The problem is, so you're dialing into this BBS, and stuff takes like three minutes real time to download from the, oh. B- from the BBS. So then not only that, they have download limits on the BBS. So after you download a game, you have to wait 15 minutes for your, <laughs> uh, your, your, uh, um, your limit to expire because you, hey man, every, every user has got a quota, man. This board yeah. only has so many yeah. nodes. All right. There's only yes. so much bandwidth, dude. Look, look, I can, I can only, I can only afford four phone lines. Okay. I'm like, like if you want to, <laughs> you want, you want the board to have more lines. You should donate. So literally it says like you've hit your quota, wait 15 minutes of real time. Uh, you know, now I don't know if you can move your system clock ahead or do something in the game that makes it faster. But so when I lost my save, uh, I had to then wait you know, like 45 minutes to an hour to just get everything back. Ooh, all the mini games accurate to the experience, I guess. I, mean, <laughs> I guess for, so. You know, for, for, for people who were not around in the BBS days, it was literally that, you know, your kids don't know. Some uh, some boards had one phone line, you know, like you <laughs> or, you know, the, the, the biggest one in my area had four and still. This especially especially prime time in the evenings, you were just dialing over and over trying to get on if if it was busy. <laughs> uh, so th- I think in that respect, this is obviously a love letter to all of that stuff. Man, uh, the per- all right, the- I've got I fucking have to play this. The person who's leaving you the notes worked for the company, and they talk about how they were selling these computers and why they were selling this computer. I forget what the name of the computer is, but um, you know, and they worked for the company and why it was so awesome and so fun. Why these games, there are crack screens in the front of a lot of these games that have great, like, um, you know, uh, like the teams, uh, the crack teams and their dumb MIDI music. Like software and, cracks. Yeah. The software cracks that are just like playing and it's just like, you know, whatever oh. it has nothing on us. Blah, 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 okay. Blah. I, I, I mean, I was trying to resist my worst nature here and not ask you about their like fake computer metaphor uh-huh. because I'm sitting here going like these games don't look like they run on the BBS. These are not like text mode or ANSI or graphics or whatever. But so is the idea that you are downloading the games from the board yes. And, yes. and then playing them locally mm-hmm. on your. OK, OK. So this is like a this is more, more like on, on your on your Z5 power lance. Yes, that's right. Yes. yes. Okay. So okay, got it. So th- this is more of a like proto wear situation than it is a like yes le- Legend of the Red Dragon door uh, door game kind of no, thing. No, right? no, no. Yeah, you are you're yes, and it, they specifically call that uh they call them wares. You know, like okay, hey, you got it. You know, okay. dial in here and like we I made this BBS and it hosted games. I'm not going to get into the legality of it, but I just wanted to share these things and. Yes, it is very much oh, that. Okay, yeah. I see that they're running Mercury BBS three five one. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, I've dude, I've got to play this. Yeah, I think I think you really dig it, and you know, I've played a decent amount of Zachtronic stuff, and I actually really adore it. And you know, read his book that they they put out, and um, I think for me, I think it's gonna be hard for some people to kind of get through the learning curve of learning the games because they're not explained very well in it. If you haven't played some of the other programming style games that uh, this team has put out before, 
uh, and you know, being like, oh, okay, I think I understand what I'm supposed to be doing because it's similar to this or like this, like this. And you know, more than a handful of these mini games are actually referenced from other Zachtronics games. And it's it's neat though. I I really like it. It, it kind of makes me want to just jump back into Exapunks though, or or, mm. or go back into some of the other Zachtronics games that I've missed over the last five years. Well, now you so. can catch up because there aren't going to be any more <sighs> allegedly. I don't know. I mean, yeah. yeah, like they. I mean, they've been billing this as the last game from Zachtronics for some time, which again, like I said, is just a <laughs> an extreme baller move. Uh, but yeah, I pulled up this article here. I guess so. Zach Barth is the main Zachtronics guy, and his like he wanted to quit making games so he could go teach high school. Mm-hmm. Is is the thing here? Uh, but according to this interview, the timing didn't line up, and he actually already has a year of teaching high school under his belt. Yes. Uh, I just finished my first year of teaching. Last call, BBS hasn't even been released yet. I was hoping that I'd really like teaching and stay with that for a few years, but I learned that's definitely not the case. <laughs> And I'm having a hard time imagining anything other than games in my future in some shape or form. Also, we should point out this game launched into early access. This is not done. Like they are. So that's most Zachtronics games. Like they yeah. they intentionally launch. They're mostly done, but they launch in early access um, with some some slight improvements along the line. But that's yeah. that's not abnormal for for their stuff. Okay, I, like, looking at the rest of this of that quote, sounds like. Even if Zach and his collaborators want to keep doing game development, it sounds like Zachtronics itself probably will not be a going concern. I think that's the right way to do it. I think if you decide that you're going to, you know, retire a thing and then you just decide to bring that thing back like pretty soon after, you run the risk of going the LCD sound system right route and basically just ruin all the cool mystique you had before you retired. And then you end up playing at a fucking NFT conference uh, to a bunch of bored people who are not paying attention. And it's just like, I, you don't want that. So, like, by all means, make more games. But I think maybe now is that, like, just let the Zachtronics name retire yeah, I mean, into in, the background. In, in, this case, in this case, it sounds like less of an artistic statement and more of a, like, ah, my collaborators kind of want stable jobs yeah. with salaries and benefits that's also kind of sensible and and i think Uh, they also express that like you know no matter what type of game we were making it always wound up being a kind of a zachtronics game it might be mm -hmm. nice to to kind of go outside the mold a little bit and try some other stuff uh so so i think that's i think that's cool i think zachtronics has a really amazing catalog and very unique it's it's also super niche so you know they think they might want to go outside of some of that the Glass Call BBS is a fantastic roll-up of some of that stuff, especially being a minigame collection. I would almost love to see if they wind up putting more stuff into it. Just put all the Zachtronics games into this shell, you know, so that you can just launch them. Uh, give me, like, a memory module update for this uh, Z5 Power Lance or whatever that makes lets me run Exapunks and um, Space Cam or whatever else I want to put in there. It's neat. I think everybody should check it out if you're – if you're into the Zachtronic stuff, it's $20. It's also on uh, game pass uh, on the PC game pass. Um, I don't know if this one will come onto a console. Feels probably not. Pretty. Look at how kind of house driven it is. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I, I have always appreciated Zachtronic stuff from a distance without ever actually touching it. I think it's time for that to end. This might be you the should, one you should absolutely I've, give it a try. I have, I have been kind of Zach curious for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Exapunks was the one that almost got me, but it's, it seemed like kind of a pretty heavy cognitive load that I just kind of never made time for. Exapunks always felt like the, like, um, 
in the straight programming one, the most yeah. abstracted and a little easiest to me, like Shenzhen IO and uh, what is it? TIS 100. That was the, Shenzhen IO was the other one that almost got me. Like the, those are, those things are, <laughs> God, dude, the tagline for Shenzhen IO is literally all caps, build circuits, write code, read the fucking manual. Yeah. So those yep. seem a little more like, <laughs> like, Hey, jump in, which, you know, I never played in Finifactory either. Like all, all of those things I should go back and try out. Um, it's neat. They, they like it's a cool catalog. Uh, uh, for and I recommend Exapunks to anyone who's interested in programming. It's abstract and fun enough to to really. I remember talking to um, uh, Cowboy a lot uh, about that stuff and be like, "How are you getting your scores so low?" You know, it's like the neon white for for programmers. Like, how are you? And he's like, "Oh, these un- using unrolls and all these weird like these programming techniques." And I was like, "Oh my gosh." You 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 are at such a different level than I yep. am. Uh, like I mean, he's actually doing programming. And the I'm cowboy, like, oh. for those who don't know, that's John Bellamy, uh, yes. programmer of Naughty Dog fame. Yeah. So, uh, last call BBS available now. I'd say go check it out if you are interested in that stuff. Uh, on a very different note here. Yes. The quarry. This is more my wheelhouse. So. Dude, we finished the quarry or, we, or well did we? the quarry finished us is what we decided mm. so in saying the quarry mm-hmm. i always in my mind the quarry was like a mine right like oh this is kind of a abandoned mine like a rock quarry like a rock quarry not like a hunted like a, a, a quarry and a prey kind Word, of thing. words can have double meanings and it's just amazing it's amazing um so this is the i, I had i had not made that connection yeah actually uh, so the, this is the, uh, latest coming out of, uh, supermassive, supermassive, supermassive. Yes. supermassive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, until dawn and, uh, the dark pictures anthology, it is, um, 60 bucks It's available now. It's been out for a bit and we played through, what was it? Four episodes, four streams of it. So about eight hours. Four. Yeah. About yeah. about eight eight hours ish got us through one run of the game with let's say mixed results at the some stuff made better than our apart. until was, dawn was, results I think mm, from years ago it was all going relatively well until yeah. like one fateful chapter <laughs> yeah let's and that's say. so that's probably Even, my criticism of it is uh, uh, yeah it seemed to turn it seemed to punish a little too quickly and normally those games if I remember correctly and I couldn't misremember because there's a lot of branching paths for the most part always felt like they gave you a recovery chance where like oh okay you missed the thing we're gonna give you one or two more before we really punish you for it and this yeah this felt like oh i missed the thing and you just got you just got half the team wiped or like something, the, you know? the thing the thing that got me is like if you look at by the numbers i mean there's like what is it like 10 principal characters like 10 teens basically like mm-hmm. 10 teenage camp I think there's nine teens and like figures. one other one that comes in later. Uh, like we only lost two of the kind of potential death teen kids, you know what I mean? Like characters that would, <laughs> right. would be relevant to like considered sort of the protagonists, like the, you know, relevant to the story out of like eight, eight or nine or 10, we only lost two, but it kind of like just totally cut the ending off of the game. Yeah. And it turned yeah. out to be the most important two. 
Well, is that is that actually that's what I was going to ask is if that's the case that it, we just happen to lose the two that the entire story turns on. Yeah. So I think that's what happened. And without I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched this or played this themselves. But I will just say that, yeah, basically what it boiled down to from what I've gathered is that uh, there is a big lore dump that comes as a result of those characters surviving. And that is kind of how you get a lot of the context for the ending. There is also a bunch of stuff we just didn't discover in our playthrough. Like, it is a game that does reward exploration. Uh, if you hunt around, there's obviously there's those uh, tarot cards, which give you, like, there's these little narrator interstitial bits where, like, you're talking to Grace Zabriskie of uh, Twin Peaks fame. She You bring her cards. She shows you little windows of possible outcomes, uh, generally possible deaths that you can avoid. Um, and for the most part, most of the characters don't really have that much going on lore wise, but there are two, it seems like that are basically the linchpins of you finding out what the fuck is actually going on in the background of this story. And if those characters die in that moment, then you just don't get any of that. Do you know, um, so this game has. It's it's got the single player stuff that all the other kind of um, supermassive games says. It has a local co op, mm-hmm. but I've I haven't seen too much on the online co op. And the last thing that I saw in the online co op was, or sorry, online multiplayer mode was more of a voting system, uh, and maybe less of a like uh, play with a friend. It's it's designed differently from the dark picture stuff, from what I understand. Like the dark okay. picture stuff is very much about like you and a friend. You are playing different characters throughout the story. Sometimes those characters intersect. Sometimes you are seeing different scenes. The, Until Dawn was not like that, and this right. is more like Until Dawn. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to see uh, that's coming out. Boy, I think it's soon. It's supposed to be the eighth. I think. Yes, the, for it's this the, week. The, on, so the, the online, online is not yeah. in yet, to be clear. Yeah, the online stuff. So uh, I'll be curious to see how that goes. Um, I don't know if you're going to get different different story stuff, because I was curious to see. There was stuff at the end of that game, like we just talked about, where they were wrapping up. I do like the way they do handle their ending. It's very... Um, they do the Animal House. Animal like, House, you know, 1942. Like John became a senator yeah. kind of thing, like this yeah. person, blah, blah, blah. But there was so, stuff in there that we were like, what the, who the? They, they, and, and like very important central stuff to the story that yeah. we completely missed, but then they just sort of like tease in that wrap up at the end. So my understanding is, and again, I haven't watched, gone back to like watch other playthroughs or see what actually happens yet, but I've heard from some people that like, even with the added context, that ending still feels maybe a little abrupt because- interesting. You know, it is really like you just it suddenly dawn appears and then it's just like, hey, you know, it, like you said, like fucking uh, John Belushi went on to become a U.S. <laughs> senator type stuff. So it which is fine. I think it's fine. But like they don't maybe give you as much of like a big climax as maybe you're hoping for. But then again, I, I can't say that for certain until we actually go back. Yeah. We have to go back, Jack. We have we to have go to back. Go back. We have, we to, have to fix what, we, what went wrong. I mean, I can, I guess I can see it from a production standpoint because, you know, every character can live or die is my understanding. And every main like, character, it's, it's yes. The, it's, it's the, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know why Fallout 3 is always the touchstone for this, but it's Fallout 3 thing of like, there are so many permutations of that ending that you couldn't like shoot actors and account mm. for and write dialogue that would, you know, or oh, yeah. would take, it would take years to make all the endings that could possibly result. So doing this like, doing this like piecemeal like programmatic thing is kind of the only real option. I don't 
mean to say nice things about Quantic Dream, but I will say that is the one thing that they have absolutely gotten perfect with their more recent games, and especially with Detroit, is that the way the stuff the branches the like they get like in Detroit they give you like the what basically looks like a giant tournament bracket of all the choices you could have made or you did make it kind of shows you parts where like you didn't make a choice and like that there's an option there you could do something different and you can just kind of roll back and go back and do from a certain point if you want to do that if I remember correctly and that stuff all seemed pretty seamless now if you were to say let's just go ahead and excise all the creative aspects of quantum dream and just move the technical stuff over to supermassive for them to do their thing. I feel like that would be the perfect combination because that's where the supermassive stuff always feels a little janky to me is in the mechanics and the, like just, you know, sort of the structure of everything. It always feels like the jalopy is starting to fall apart a little bit by the end. And you're just hoping to get an ending that like, you know, gets you over the finish line. Whereas with the Detroit stuff, it's just like, yes, it is a sleek machine that is that is populated by the worst shit you've ever fucking read in your life. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that is the strength of this game is the writing is amazing. It's like, very good. I mean, amazingly bad in spots, but like intentionally so like it's but just entertaining, like, like always entertaining. Teen horror, you know, yeah, like teen horror cliche after teen horror cliche. And like, I didn't realize until I've read a bunch about this, like I played a little bit of Until Dawn, not a ton and none of the Dark Pictures games. Like, I kind of thought all of those were kind of of a, of a kind. Hmm. Like, I was like, oh, well, they made Until Dawn, and now these Dark Pictures games have a different name on them, but they're the same thing, right? Like, they've been making these games forever. But, like, the extent to which people are talking about The Quarry as the actual, like, spiritual sequel to Until Dawn hmm. being that exact same genre of slasher horror flick, like, I did not realize that was the continuity here that like the dark pictures games are like sort of a different thing to some degree. There are a little more degree. tales from the crypt. Like, uh, yeah. uh, these are more creature feature, like, uh, uh until yeah. dawn and, and the quarry are a little more like, you know, Jason or, you know, yeah. uh, uh th- and the other ones are the, um, the three, the man of Medan, the, the one with the soldiers. House of ashes. House, House of, of ashes. ashes is the newest one. And then what was the, what was the other one? I forget what the other one is called. That's the one I haven't played, so I don't remember which one that one is. I I believe they have a fourth one on the way. Yeah, Um, there's one coming out closer to October, I think. uh, House of Ashes, Little Hope. Little Little Hope, Hope. that's the one. Yeah, Little Hope. I don't don't know if they've announced anymore. So so that's... um, They're... They're a little bit more like uh, a, an episodic Tales from the Crypt style thing of like, oh, what's the twist? You know, yeah. what's going They're on They're a little here? bit shorter. They're not as focused on teenagers, you know, yeah. getting up to dumb hijinks, though there are ones that have teenagers or tw- young 20-somethings in them. Yeah. They're still very good, I, I think, and they still deliver. But this this is much more like Until Dawn, and that, yeah. that is a correct assessment, I think. Uh, I also, a little complaint here, and we have not, to be fair, tried that death rewind system. I had turned it off. There's a death rewind system that comes with the deluxe version, I believe. <laughs> That's so, you, so shitty. Well, so you unlock so it shitty. when you <laughs> unlock that thing when you beat the game. Beat the game, like, yeah. even oh, if for, you don't for everybody? Yeah, for every, you oh, still, you you just, still unlock it for everyone. It's just that you get it right at the beginning if you buy the deluxe edition. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's less bad. Um, and so replaying a chapter it does not seem like the chapters are fairly long it does not seem like there's any kind of dialogue skip uh that that's a little bit tough if you're trying to pick it up from another point because it's some of those things are long you know like you're 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 watching the movie again 
for as long as it takes to get up to the next beat. Well, it's, it's worth noting why we turned off Death Rewind, because there was reportedly a bug out there where for some people, when they tried to Death Rewind early in the game, it just reset their entire save. So we were yeah, like, we yikes. don't want to deal with that. So Yeah, yikes. I mean, also, like, you know, I like those games, if you have to go through with their consequences, you know, we were playing yeah. for a stream. I don't know if that's been patched out. We I haven't kept up on that, on that particular bug. But yeah, you know, we, we kind of lost a decent amount of people towards the end of the game, and we wanted to say, okay, let's see what would happen without using that Death Rewind feature if we just pick it up from that chapter. But we were, I don't know, what would you say, maybe a half hour out from some of those main decisions? Yeah. I, I, I think, I mean, that was the, the penultimate chapter. Like, yeah. I think that one yeah. was probably longer than most and had a lot more going on just because they really, like, shit was extremely hitting the fan at that point. Right. I think so we, we mostly just didn't get chapter 10 because those characters died. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was like pretty much uh pretty much you like the original game are waiting until a ticking clock expires and the ticking clock just kind of expired. If those two characters are such a linchpin and that potential death for them happens so close to the end of the game, they probably should have come up they probably should have written an alternate outcome that accounted for them dying that felt like more of an ending. Like a way like, for you to at least find yeah. out what was happening there that is different, right. even if it's not like, as detailed. Like, 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 like it's one thing to say, like, oh, any of these ten characters could be dead. That's impossible to account for every possibility. But if it's specifically these two, um, cut off your path to like the good ending, then you need a bad ending and not just no ending. I think there are worse endings. I want to. I don't know if Until Dawn had it. One of these games had it. I think where there was also stuff that would just say. The secret of XYZ remains hidden, you know? To, that's to kind, that's of, kind of what this did at the yeah. end, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it's just. I think it's asking a lot for somebody to have to go back through some pretty tense, a half hour of kind of tense moments to get back to the part uh, where they want to redo it. Again, granted, we maybe could have used that, used that death rewind thing at the time, but that's not how I wanted to yeah. play it. But yeah, I, I like it a lot. I recommend it. It's 60 bucks. Those games do tend to go on sale if you're looking for them. You know, at least I've seen them on sale on Steam. I also think the Dark Pictures uh, anthology and the uh, Until Dawn are also great games. Until Dawn, ever go anywhere else besides PlayStation? No, that was a Sony published game. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think they ever put it out on PC either. They might still, I could see that happening. They're putting yeah. all kinds of stuff on PC these days. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a good one, too. If if people are getting into the quarry and, and like it uh, until dawn, I think probably graphically still holds up okay. I mean, yeah. this, this is pretty good, but it's rough in some spots, but pretty good. Until dawn had some serious performance problems when it came out. It runs very well on a PS5, I, I should okay. say. I, I downloaded it and played it a little bit. It, oh, it, nice. It, it plays extremely well or it looks very good on PS5. I forgot Rami Malik is in that game. Mm -hmm. Yes, he like is kind of, kind of, kind of before he super became a household name. Yeah. Oh, and, and Peter Stormare too, right? Yes. He's the, like, he is like, the narrator. Like this, this, this game definitely also has a bit of that young Hollywood kind of vibe to it of like a lot of a, a good number of recognizable actors. Not only recognizable, like young actors. I also feel like some, actors that would be cast in the movie version of this right like, like yeah at, that's, at that's the budget I mean. you know that that's exactly what i mean it feels like they did not skimp on the casting at all yeah it's it's good it's a fun game. yeah uh, yeah we're I, I i'm playing through it with my girlfriend now she's super into it i'm just like trying to decide like should we just go for the best playthrough should we try to you should let her that, just choose and, and let that, see what happens unless something unless you know be like don't choose that one 
it's like it's well there is some of that for sure it's also like hard not to make decisions that play into what i know of the characters later Mm -hmm. on it's like sure oh maybe i'm trying to steer these two characters together because they're very sheepish about it and then later on it's clear that they want to get together like what if i just nudge that to happen (laughs) right off the bat i'm curious what the variances are in general in those games you know like the in the matrix of choices what that what that looks like I think I might have to just find like a YouTube, like every possible ending at some oh, point. Boy. They've also got the like director mode in there where you can mm. like, I don't know. I don't know if this, does this just have you watch the entire like eight hours of the game? Cause there are a couple, there is an everyone lives and everyone dies option in there that I think just basically turns it into a giant movie. I yes, think that's so. Correct. And there's also the, the act, the director thing, like you mentioned that lets you program, um, archetypes for the characters so that they make choices based on the personality traits you give them on like a sliding scale like hey aggressive one two or three or you know like they'll always make this kind of choice given the circumstances which i is is neat i I wasn't expecting that which is cool uh that's the quarry uh lastly here neon white last time i mean the game you finished already (laughs) the game i had seen credits on i have now i'm probably putting neon white down that is uh, okay. Going to you finally finish. hit your limit. I got the gifts I wanted. I finished out the other ending. I got all the story bits I needed. I am probably not going to compete for times. I think I might. I think I might be done with Neon White for now. If there's okay. DLC, if there's DLC for Neon White, I'll come back and do the DLC. If you went but, and got all the gifts, I feel like that is that's that's the business you've done. Gotta, you've done what you need to do. Yeah, I got all the gifts, did all the side missions by giving the gifts. Um, I think I have played all the levels, unless there are some hidden levels I have not seen. There are rush modes. There's one rush mode that I have not unlocked because it requires you to do some other stuff that I probably will not do. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, yeah, it's, uh, it's a hell of a game. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. I think, you know, I'm not very competitive with those games. I just but I wanted to get my neon rank down to one. I did spend a little bit of time trying to beat some of Dan Reichert's times on like the first level. I'm not even shooting for Dan stuff. Like my rhythm with this game at this point is get through a level, like get like an acceptable time and then just immediately start it over and just see if I can not be the worst time. Okay. And if I managed to, if I at least managed to get my, like, like if I get a silver, I at least managed to get a gold or I managed to beat whatever the lowest time on my leaderboard is then I'm good. I just move on. Like, I so, don't need to spend a lot of time repeating that stuff. So the gold stars you do need at some point or a certain amount of them to get up yes. to the next batch. So I just yes. tried to make sure I got golds on most of them. And then, and then is, you know, once in a while you get the, I would get the platinum or the ace. And then I think I have like one or two <laughs> platinums and that's it. And then there's another time on top of that, like a hidden oh time. That's like a that's like the uh, developer time, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that stuff is, I mean, when I was when I was grinding out just one of them, just mm-hmm. I I only spent time doing this on one just to see what it would that loop would be like. It's milliseconds. Like right. I was I was it was basically one of those things of like, okay, if you don't touch the mouse to turn a little bit you can shave off a hundredth of a millisecond and that would be like Dan's time or something. That and is not my brain. I cannot do this. Yeah. That, that to me 
it was fun for a little bit, and then I was like, I can't do this on any other levels. This I, is too much. I, I don't get me wrong. I absolutely love that designers are now building games that are more explicitly designed for speedrunners to just break the shit out of them and do interesting things. And making that part of the actual game, you know, process. I am not one of those people, though. I'm a person right. that likes to watch the speedruns when they're happening on Games Done Quick and being like, wow, that's incredible. I will never do anything like this. That's awesome. But I do think it is great that there are, like, designers out there that are trying to, like, basically feed games into that ecosystem that are like, hey, we built this for you, more or less. I think that game needs a daily challenge. I think yes. that's what it needs, where it has a daily challenge with some kind of uh, either random map or variable so that you can try commit to the challenge and do one run of it to see um see how you do on it uh, i know it'd be hard because those maps are extremely tuned mm -hmm. uh, in in ways that might be hard for anything random to happen in them but that's kind of what i would like to see uh because people you know at some point you look up online how to get the best time in a thing and you're like oh right. okay now i'm just gonna do what this person did because they got five seconds lower than everybody else but when put to the test for the first time on a map, mm -hmm. that's the real test of metal. That's Neon White. That's been out for a little while now. 25 bucks, PC and Switch. Uh, and that's going to do it for the games for this week. That's Last Call, BBS, Cuphead, The Delicious Last Course, The Quarry, and Neon White. We're going to get into the news here in just a little bit, but I am just looking at what is coming out scheduled next week is stray next week i think that's week after it's like the 16th i believe okay man yeah all right gives you more time to hang out with zachtronics games and the, the quarry it's uh a little thin out there let's say it's a good time mm -hmm. to catch up put some more games on that completed list yeah I've, I've still got that trifecta from february hanging around horizon oh. elden ring oh Dying Light 2, which nobody else seems to want to play more of, but I would oh, like yeah. to finish. Oh, man, that game just seemed overwhelming. I yeah. About Dying Light That's not, that one's not going to make my to-finish list, I can tell you right <laughs> now. Um, Yeah, I've only finished... I guess Horizon's probably the biggest thing I've finished. I'm looking at my finish list for this year, and it's just Horizon. It's probably the only thing that's over 10 hours. I guess Tunic took a while. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I had some time in it. Anyway, that's good. That's the games for uh, uh, this week. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with some news. Oh, we forgot to mention. I'm going to mention it now before the break. We're going to come back with some emails. That's right. And, uh, uh, we should mention emails? just emails. Brad, what's that email address? I started to say emails at nextlander.com. Uh -huh. We should have gone with that. Uh -huh. We still could. It's just right off the top of the tip of the top. We, we can, can always do an alias. Yeah. As we want, I believe. Podcast at nextlander.com. Podcast. Po Podcast. Is the email address we got some emails yes we're gonna go over those uh towards the end of the show here stick around we'll be right back this week's show is brought to you by express vpn alex navarro brad shoemaker you're not gonna walk out of the house naked right not if i can help it you're gonna put your vpn on first yeah of course of course yeah. one leg at a time like i always do <laughs> ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just use ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access 
the internet, let's say. Yeah. What, what are you doing on that vacation there? I was. I had to access my GitHub account, uh -huh. and I was doing yes. some coding, and then sure. I, I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's That's fast enough. That's what they all it's say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know it. they didn't know a damn thing. It says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. Expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. All right, we're back, and it's time. Oh, man. It's time it's for time. me to eat some crow. It's time for news. And of what course, are you crow over. Well, I like this first news story. Uh, it's time for, for news and, um, there's either some crow eaten or just who knows. We've said so many things over the last year about delays and releases and who's going to come out and who's not going to come out that like at some point we have all been correct and we have all been wrong uh, mm -hmm. at Wait, the, at on. the same time. Schrodinger's you, correct decision. Yeah. Did you make a prediction here? Did you, oh, yeah. did you, did you prognosticate poorly? I prognosticated poorly on this one. Uh, Dude, I was fucking, I don't, I should not get into it. I was listening to a quantum physics podcast recently that recontextualized the Schrodinger's cat thing in a way that completely exploded my brain. Uh-oh. Like in a good way? Yes. Oh, good. Good. So that's a it was, weird it was, one. It was in service of explaining the idea of a quantum multiverse. Oh, I've seen that movie. It's not that... It's not that when you open the box to observe the cat that the wave function describing the state of the cat collapses. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. It's that you become incorporated into the wave function. Oh, okay. That's like a you, little um you, you become entangled. You yeah, you you become entangled with the state of the cat and now there okay. are just by observing multiple, it. Now there are multiple versions of you observing multiple states of the cat. Got okay. It. Can I entangle myself with the versions of me that were right about God of War not coming out this year? Yes, mm. I remember that in some universe, God of War got delayed. Listen, man. First of all, the game hasn't come out yet, so let's not count any chickens before they're hatched. It does have. Brad, You're what's totally going right. on here with this story? Let's explain for the folks why Alex is mildly, no, I would say upset, but it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Perturbed. Video Game Watch 2022 continues. Yeah. With God of War Ragnarok getting a release date this very morning, uh -huh. which is November 9th of this year. Okay. It's, I, so actually, I actually had a different story in this news lineup from a few days ago <laughs> of Corey Barlog saying that he was confident the game would come out this year. It's, you and, know. And then I deleted that story <laughs> and put this one in instead on the PlayStation blog that flat out says, hey, it's coming out the November 9th. And uh, along with that, they put out a very short little uh a teaser CG trailer teaser. that's yeah. that's where that giant wolf came from yeah the big wolf the that's big, a giant wolf big so wolf. here's I mean, I mean a big fucking wolf here's the thing here's why i think i am definitely wrong and i don't think that there is much chance that they will uh again slide this release date they have had all of this year to decide 
when they were going to announce a delay, if there was going to be a delay. They got through all the fake E3 stuff, you know, without saying anything at all. So they've had so many opportunities to be like, you know what, it's just not going to make it this year. And if they are willing to put a stamp that says four months from now, this game uh, is just going to come out. I can't oh imagine God. anyone would would have agreed Dude, to how, that if it wasn't how likely. Is, how the fuck is November four months from now? I'm sorry. Move on. Well, so uh, let me counter with this. Mm -hmm. We are on a cycle now where stuff changes every six minutes, four months from if you look at it in that way. Four months from now seems like an eternity. It's possible we won't have a power grid in two months or, you know, oh, whatever might happen in a month. You know, I don't I don't know if we even need to say that out loud. My entire life philosophy is that four months from now, we could all be a smoking crater in the ground. So you might as well just enjoy yourself until that <laughs> yeah, happens. Right. So, I, yeah, that's that, that kind of fatalism is just sort of my my general modus operandi. But like, I don't know. I, I think at one I really hope they are not crunching themselves to death to hit this date. Of course. And two, I don't think they're going to delay this date again. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I'm with you. I don't think they're going to get a delay on this one for this November date. But that being said, who knows, man? Next week we yeah. could be talking about Sony bought something. This person bought this. God of War got sold off to, to THQ. Comcast, Comcast yeah. bought Sony. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Embracer group just bought a, port, a chunk of somebody. Tencent uh, wants to make God of War game. Who knows? So there's a date now. Like, I, I believe look, them. I'm saying it right here. I believe them. I believe they believe. I believe what they believe. How about that? Mm -hmm. I believe mm -hmm. they believe they can get this game out by November 9th. The gut feeling is definitely you don't make an announcement this close to the actual date. For sure. And then, and then change it. Uh, but then again, I also would have said that Forspoken was definitely coming out this year after multiple delays. Yeah. But now it's not. I would have agreed with you. That, yeah. that got pushed to the end of January. It had been, it had been like April. It was supposed to be out in April. They pushed it October. I was like, okay, that's their one delay. Like, yeah, that's that's their one. that's their. We need a little bit more time to get over the line, and then by October for sure. Now they've pushed it again to January, which is not you know that's only a three month delay, but it does make you wonder. If, I don't know. They in, say in they say in the announcement that the game is content complete. Like the, yeah, they, the, yes. the all the game stuff is in there. Now it is just about polishing, and apparently they need more time for that. Yeah, and you know, like the. Pandemic is still disrupting development, and also that is a next-gen only game, right? Console only game. So, like, there's still you know all these cross-gen games happening. Like, there's probably still quite a bit of learning curve to climb over once you're making a game that is purely on this new hardware. And they call it a they they got out of their way to keep calling it a tactical decision, which makes me think also you know maybe they just want to be on the other side of a holiday where maybe the more of these consoles are available for purchase, so that that more people will buy for spoken with their new next gen console. So maybe there is supply chain stuff that they want to be on the other side of. Maybe January just looks like a better marketplace for them to release engine. January is a bold <laughs> statement for saying we're on the other side of supply chain issues. Cause yeah, it, that I, does not feel like we are yeah. anywhere near the end of that stuff. Like I God, said, I, was, I, I literally have had to, I have followed two raspberry Pi Twitter bots in the last two days. Did you get one? Finally, finally managed to snag one this morning. Uh, um, but yeah. I, I guess PS5, like weirdly, like last week, the, the Sony, the Sony PlayStation Direct program. I guess there was <laughs> this was like news that for like twenty minutes, 
it just had PS5s that you could just go in and buy. Oh, wow. It was, liter- it was literally like 20 minutes, but apparently that's the first time that's happened, that they they actually got through the queue and still had a few left over for a brief window, so getting right. a little bit better. S- Series Xs are more regularly available, mm. right? Like, there's still a crunch on them, but like you, I feel like they crop up a lot more. Yeah, I, I can't say for sure. I think the X still comes and goes. The S is the one that's just been out there. Like, right. I I bought an S in November, and it was just sitting there mm. waiting to be bought. Um, are video cards out there? They're also, yes, like the 30 series G-Forces. Like, there's actually, there's been a crash in that market, in the secondhand market, because, like, the crypto crash. Yeah. Like, all the nobody's mining with them anymore, so they are flooding the market with used cards. So but also, don't buy probably, one of those cards. I, I would not buy a card that has been stressed. But are our new like retail cards for, out there? So they are. I, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I've yes. been getting all kinds of notices being like, oh, prices are slashed on these 30 series yeah. cards. And they're still like 800 bucks, but they're not like $2,000. Oh, well, that, well that's, that, I mean, that's MSRP, though. Like, yeah. that is the, like, Newegg. I got a Newegg email yesterday that they've got, like, kind of 3050s, 60s, 70s, like, all okay. kind of just ready to go. But the 4000 series <laughs> is also very close. So just I have to 4, wonder, have that's they put part of it? Okay, obviously this is a separate story, but I just want to say, like, has there been any talk with NVIDIA about what their plan is for the 40 series stuff? Because I have to imagine a lot of their plans were built with the idea that this crypto thing would still be going Mm. when those launched, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, what what do you, in what context do you mean? I mean, they did put out those, those, they put out those mining locked models of the 30 series that I'm pretty sure was defeated relatively quickly. I forget. I'm just wondering like about in in terms of quantity and in terms of like, again, like, like we just said, like separating that stuff out, like the ones that are targeted at crypto people versus ones that are supposed to be for people to actually put in their computers. I don't, I mean the, I think the type of math you're doing is not, doesn't really necessitate separate hardware necessarily. So. I don't know. It's just, everything seems so expensive. That's, Hey, newsflash, everything seems so expensive. Oh, weird. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I can't really quite put my finger on it. Uh, it's like something is inflating. <laughs> yes. It's me. Uh, oh. I, 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 I'm dying to see if those new G-Forces have a straight-up M2 connector on them. Oh, geez. Is that a rumor? Oh, yeah. That, that, is, that has been in the, in the works for some time. Like, What would that look you, like? Like a cable? straight up are going to be installing SSDs on your graphics card eventually. Oh, oh, oh. The, the card itself has an SS, uh, yeah. M2 slot. Not It goes yeah. into your M2 slot. I, I don't okay. know if that's actually going to happen. But, like, you know, it's the stuff the consoles have been doing since they launched. Yeah, like direct yeah. storage on PC is, is essentially the PC pathway into similar load times. I mean, at some point, okay, this is, we're off on a tangent, but at some point, the form factor, the ATX form factor, I feel like is, and the case form factor is just going to have to collapse because of the way video cards have dominated basically all of that space within a PC. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, you know, yeah, well, I mean, we were, we were kind of joking on the tech pod since the brief came out for the 30 series that like eventually the GPU is just going to be your whole computer. Yeah. And you start plugging your CPU into the graphics so, card at some point. Totally. Like the thing, the, the, the way that they have it set up where it's perpendicular to your motherboard and that whole thing, like at some point that whole, that whole architecture has to change. Like it's, sh- it, they should be parallel. They should lay flat next to each other. The cases have gotten out of hand. And, of course, you can build all sorts of different stuff. I just mean that particular thing. Like, the power supply is huge. The uh, uh, the heat dissipation has to be huge now. The whole thing. It's a monster. Yeah. Uh, Brad, anyway. what else is going on? 
So that's for well, first spoken. Yeah, sorry. We, January twenty third, I believe, yeah, is when that is delayed too. Yes, yes. We'll see some more of that. I'm sure. That's Square, right? Square Enix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else Star is War. happening? Hey, a yeah. video game coming out. This- <laughs> Take a twenty two and twenty two release. Leave a twenty two and twenty two release. Especially hey, especially November, which had nothing in it. So now it has something. Now it owns November, I guess. I wonder how many more big games of this caliber get announced this year. Like we're kind of running out of time. Like there can't just be much. A week or two ago, about all the companies that are declining to show up at Gamescom. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some there's some rumor going around about Ubisoft potentially having a showcase in like September. They uh, just they they had potentially indicated they might show the new Assassin's Creed there. But that, there's no way that's coming out this year. No, no, no. They are, they explicitly said it's not. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a next year. Yeah. So like the opportunities to actually announce more games coming out this year are just about gone. They've got that um that mobile division game I saw in the news uh, that oh good gives me zero interest. But uh, those are two words I love: mobile <laughs> and the division. Yeah, maybe that's where they're focusing some resources. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm like actually really excited for that God of War game. I really like the the reboot and uh, curious about Ragnarok, like big wolves. Yep, so it's a very big wolf. It's a huge wolf. What is it? Does anybody know the name of that wolf? Top of the head, like Silgar or something like a the the the, the God Wolf. No. Oh, like nothing. Was but, it in the first game? And I think it's like a Norse giant Norse wolf, isn't it? I mean, Norse doesn't Loki at one point Fenrir. take the form of a wolf? Fenrir? Fenrir. Fenrir? Yes, Fenrir. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. Uh, big big Norse wolf. Everybody knows yeah. the big Norse big wolf. Ass wolf. <laughs> Weirdly, never became a Final Fantasy summon that I'm aware of. Is Fenrir not in Final Fantasy? That shocks I me. I could be wrong. That's that They're saving seems... it for 16. I thought Fenrir was in Final Fantasy, but not a wolf. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe it did? Oh, I think it totally did. Okay. Oh, wow, yes. Since, man, Final Fantasy VI had a Fenrir summon. Okay, of course. You're not... What are you, Just, what are you bananas? Man, too busy shooting ice crystals and, <laughs> and giant meteors and stuff to call a wolf. All right, no, Neil, no need to email that correction. <laughs> uh anyway what's all right um, story out of kotaku that was also backed up independently by tez a a known good gta leaker <laughs> uh, kotaku also confirmed this uh, with their sources apparently uh remasters for the first red dead redemption and grand theft auto 4 have been on the table at rockstar for some time but they have now been shelved in the wake of that GTA trilogy remaster coming out last year. <laughs> the damage that continues. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. Which like, is a real, as a, as a gigantic fan of both Red Dead Redemption games, that's a real bummer to me. It is. I mean, the version you can play on the current Xbox consoles with like, you know, the little bit of boost stuff to it, like looks pretty nice. Like it's a good yes. running game, but GTA yes. four is one that I actually would love to see them take another crack at because modders have done a ton of work to that game. And yes. made it actually look pretty rad in in modern times. That would have been cool to see a heavily upgraded version of that game. Granted, hopefully a better job than they did with that trilogy. Oof. I uh, mean, what is the lesson? I mean, obviously they haven't said this in the story or anywhere, but like, I want to know what the lesson they took away from that GTA trilogy remaster is. Is it don't give it to a third party and don't give them any budget to make like an actually good version of it or what? Because... This, 
Yeah, this this story doesn't really go into enough depth to address that. It's just their Kotaku source just says, yeah, they are just 100% focused on Grand Theft Auto 6 at the moment. And that's and the part that of the story the I understand. Uh, but but they did say like it's possible those may come those may be may, may be taken back down off the shelf after GTA 6 ships. So that's still a possibility. The the goofy fan theory I always enjoyed was that they might remake Red Dead Redemption 1 with the two engine and assets. Okay. Because they built basically the entire landmass of one into in a way that kind of doesn't really even become accessible until you finish the game, more or less. That's true. And like it granted they use it in Red Dead Online. Like it's obvious that it was primarily made as more landmass for that thing. But with a little but, bit of reworking, like they could very easily just sort of build that thing out. See yeah, I mean they still have to, you know, get all the scripting and cutscenes and a ton of assets over and stuff like that but like it, it's possible like yeah. some of that work was already done and that would have been a cool outcome but i'm not holding my breath uh and six is just that's just out there right yes that's no that is out in the ether. that's not the middle distance that's the distant distance so yeah, who knows nobody nobody has any idea what that thing is going to be that's out there with uh fall, the next fallout game just kind of somewhere in todd mm-hmm. howard's periphery they have two, at least two more platforms they need to put GTA Five out on before they can finally finish six. <laughs> okay, this next one, uh, Brad. Speaking of mobile games, what's going on with the old, old Destiny? Rumors point at a Destiny mobile game coming out of Bungie and NetEase. Hmm. If you remember Bungie taking a hundred million dollars in investment from NetEase, like God, was that twenty eighteen? It sure was. I had forgotten all about that until I was reading this story, and thankfully the the story you linked also reminded. Well, because while I was reading, it, I was like, "Oh, aren't isn't Sony still trying to buy them?" And at the end of this, they, they are I was still like, buying yeah, them. Yes, still, still with the intent to purchase them. So, uh, uh, yes, yes. This 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 came out of like a, a NetEase artist's LinkedIn. Uh, that listed like an unannounced FPS mobile game developed with Bungie and some stuff like that. Some other, some other rumors pointing at this. Uh, it's, I know that NetEase stuff happened in a completely different world than this one, but like, and granted that was especially pre Sony acquisition, but I really took that to mean like that was going to be a new IP mm. from Bungie and, and NetEase. And like, it still could be, I mean, they could still be doing something bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not a Destiny 2 port to mobile, to be clear. This right. is rumored to be a an original Destiny game for mobile. Whatever that actually means. <laughs> Destiny uh, 3. Dude, if they put out a game called Destiny 3 mobile only, I can't even imagine. Uh, I, whatever, I mean, I know, this, I, I know this absolutely marks me as an old, but like, first-person shooters are goddamn huge on, uh, on mobile, and I, it continues to just baffle me. Yeah, it has never worked for me. Even even like with all the strides they have made in making those games very playable on mobile, it has just never worked for me. Like like all of the biggest shooters also have mobile equivalents that are like as big, you know. It's or up uh, there. Like I just you know whatever. I mean, people that grew up with that control scheme are just fine with it. Yeah, it's just I've not played, for us. I've played Minecraft on an iPad. That seems to work very well. Yeah, that's that's about as far as I've gone. Anyway, also, I, I don't. I have no idea what form this takes, but like they, they probably just for the growth of the Destiny IP, this is probably the right thing for them to do. Wonder what the terms of all of that mean for Sony and NetEase and 
like what that you know what the terms of that investment are I, I know we don't have contracts in front of us but just seeing like who gets paid out from what and owns what at the end of the day i bet as long as they put out whatever the project was that inv- you know invoked that investment in the first place you know they are probably free and clear after that you know 100 million dollars sounds like a lot but in the context of let's say bungie getting bought and then all <laughs> these other companies getting bought it's actually yeah. not that much yeah I, mean, I, I, I would assume NetEase got paid out for whatever I portion of Bungie they ended up owning yeah. after that investment. Yeah, but. I assume. I mean, whatever that investment entailed, right? Like they became a minority shareholder, right? So they must have gotten something on that three point mm-hmm. six billion uh for Bungie. What a weird world. Yep. Uh yeah. I it'll be weird. Oh, yeah, I mean they you know they they would have had to agree to that acquisition before it could go through. Uh uh that has no other information, right, Brad? That's just not currently. Like, nope. Okay. Nope. I I don't know. Maybe. I have fallen off Destiny so entirely that this is really just kind of like an academic, like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what they'll do with that. But Yeah, there are some games that just churn in the background now that seem like they are just pillars. They're, they're just there in ways that don't, I don't know, Not doesn't make me feel aloof or distance. It's just that the gaming industry is so damn huge. There are just the machine churns. The Destiny machine churns. And when games like that matured, as uh, Destiny is a great example of a games as service game, ga- the communities that are just in there forever, you know, that are, that are, or, you know, they come out and they go in. It's just, it's wild. It wasn't, the stuff just wasn't around in any way when we were kind of coming up through this stuff. You know, like the most I think you got were MMOs that had communities yeah. that came and went. But these, you know, some people, my dad still plays uh, Division, uh, Division Cheese. And like, oh. yeah, that's like the game he just plays and it's just, it's just wild. It's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think the thing for me with destiny was when I realized that I, you, it's kind of not realistic to play it part time anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you could not come and go from that thing. Like you used to be able to and, and have any idea what you were doing when you came back. That, I was just like, I just, the, the spin up time every time an expansion comes out that I actually want to play and figuring out what all the new currencies do and how to mod my gear this year. Yes. And stuff like that. I'm just like, I just can't keep up with this anymore. I get it. For me, it was a little bit of the, and I only, I only put one or two really big investments in it, but it was like, oh, we're basically all back to zero again. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like when the, when the new thing comes out, all the time you spent getting the super thing you got is now like, oh, well, then that's the next big thing. And that's how they have to do it. Right. Uh, yeah. That's I, just I by want- design. You can't be done. You can't just collect it all and then put the pin in it. And that's no. Everything that's, has to be a forever game. Yeah. Well, for that one at least. Yeah. Uh, speaking of playing the forever game, I like this last story here, Brad. What do we, what do we have? This on is a fun archive? one. Thanks to people on the Discord who pointed me to this. Uh. Also, well, it's interesting. A project was embarked upon by a Twitch streamer named Peebs, uh, who I guess originally embarked on a project to beat every Super Nintendo game ever on stream, but then also as a side project uh, has set about assembling a nice collection of high-quality scans of every Super Nintendo game manual. Every. English. English Uh, version, right? And in English, I guess there's probably, there's some mix of NTSC and PAL in here, so it's not completely comprehensive, but they have at least one nice scan of an English manual for every game. Yeah, that's pretty Uh, wild. And... Yes. Uh, unfortunately, none of the links are super easy to remember. Um, 
but it's all on archive.org. Like that's probably the easiest way to go find it. Uh, the bulk of them are on an archive.org entry called Kirkland's manual labor super Nintendo. Um, it's rad, man. This is so cool. It's just PDFs. It's just nice, high quality PDFs of manuals from every super Nintendo game. And like, even if you didn't grow up with that stuff, just going back and looking what manuals used to look like, considering there aren't manuals anymore. Mm -hmm. There's just, there's something, there's something very quaint and kind of twee about a lot of this stuff to me, you know, like I've, a lot of the, a lot, a lot of the like hand illustrated art that would make it into a lot of these manuals. Yeah. You know, it, it is one of those things I have lamented and missed about, you know, I mean, even that stuff really stopped being a thing kind of like past the N64 PlayStation era, but like, you know, just even, even the, the basic like PS2 version, you know, like that era of manuals, at least there was something there. Once it just became like a single page, you know, card insert into the, you know, the the game box and like it was just like for more information, go to this website. That yeah. was it. That was the death of, you know, the sort of joy around that kind of stuff. It was more warnings than mm -hmm. instructional uh manual. Yeah, these are neat. Uh, like the the, the, the Zelda Link to the Past manual has got some incredible art in it. Like a lot of it, all like, the Zelda ones do. All the Zeldas from yeah. like NES era to that yes. era, like, are yes. amazing. All all the Zelda manuals on the NES are also great. Um, but it's not like not just character art. Like even all the items have a little like the pieces of hearts and like Zora's flippers and everything in here has got its own little illustration. It's just it's I mean, fantastic. Like the, the Final Fantasy three manual, I had completely forgotten, has like every Esper and item and everything you can get in it with like a ton of stats on there. Like it's like a shocking amount of information actually in that manual. I think I still have that manual. 84 page manual. I have not looked at that manual in a very long time, but there is a ton of just like spells and items and just like everything. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that someone went into the trouble doing this. It's, yes. I well, it was a collaborative so. project. It sounds yeah. like a lot of people wound up helping out. Yes. There at the end, so. Yes. Peeves. It's like the kind of homepage for this is on sites.google.com slash view slash SNES manuals. Okay. Yeah. Is like the best index for this. But yeah, they, they, they credit multiple people in here as having collaborated to get all these together. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. I occasionally see people like question the value of game preservation and I wish I had a better answer other than like, uh, duh. <laughs> like, why would you not want this stuff to be kept around? The final fantasy three scan also has the map, which is cool. That, uh, that double-sided map with the world of balance, world of ruin. Very neat. Very nice. Oh, and the mystic quest manual. Very good. That's, you know, looking, I'm just I'm flipping through. I can tell you that the Yoshi's Cookie Manual has two whole blank pages for notes. Great. Make sure Just you... in case you really needed to keep up with all the ins and outs of Yoshi's Cookie. I do. Constantly. They had you covered. So there's two entries for the Seventh Saga. The Seventh Saga and the Seventh Saga Poor Quality. Now say what you will about the Seventh Saga. I would say it's a average game above poor quality. <laughs> I never... I never played that game. It's it's weird. It's all right. It's like behind. It's very mode seven. It's got like some behind the back stuff where like you're, you're in battles. It, it was neat. I, I have fond memories of it, but I also have like weird fond memories like that. Those weird kid memories where it was like, well, mm -hmm. this is the game you have, so you better mm -hmm. like it, yep. uh, even if it's good or not. Uh, this is the one you got. Everybody else is playing Final Fantasy. I'm playing <laughs> Seven Saga. Uh, 
it's neat. I like it. Uh, physical, physical stuff can be nice to have. Nice to have. I was going to say neat, but also physical stuff takes up a lot of room. And so physical digital is, is a good compromise. All right. That is going to do it for the news. But the fun doesn't stop here, folks. No. Brad Shoemaker, you have opened this this Pandora's box. I think. You you were the one who said we should do emails again. We could still reverse course. No, it's too late now. These folks have taken their time to send an email to podcast at nextlander.com. Podcast. Podcast. Podcast it. Yes, that's right. That's where these emails came in, too. I'm just going to say right now for the people out there who said like they're over the knife versus bat stuff and is the hot dog a sandwich stuff. Is it? We hear you. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. We're, We're listening. listening. Okay. I need to know the answers to these questions. Uh, you know, hey, we'll see what comes in. And also, but. just to reiterate, no, this isn't going to be a thing for every show. And some of these will be uh, tucked away for later dates. So if your email's not read, don't worry. Maybe it'll be read another time or. Uh, we're not going to take a a ton of them or do them all the time, but for this time, and there may also be times where we come up with prompts for people to email about a specific thing. Just not this time. That's right. Brad, why don't you, why don't you kick us off here? All right. Inaugural email ever on any podcast has never been done before. Oh boy. Comes from Ben. Uh, listening to the latest Q and a that's the, that's the patron live Q and a we do on the discord once a month. Mm Mm-hmm. Brad mentioned sitting right next to Drew when the meme was born. That's the blinking. Blinking blinking white guy meme, for those who don't know. Uh, This got me thinking, could this be the most historic or famous moment that you have been present for? Vinny, were you there, or was that before or after? I I think that might have been after. Okay. Uh, Could this be the most historic or famous moment you have been present for? Are there any other major historical moments, not including E3 or press conferences, that you were there for? Oh boy! Um, give me a second to think here. I, I feel like for me, maybe that would be a sheer number of eyeballs, like cultural awareness. Like that probably actually is. I, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, yeah i I think it might be one of the biggest moments anyone at Giant Bomb was present for because that thing spiraled out so far beyond the little you know field of vision that we are used to in our in our bubble of video games. Is this is it just like a recency bias, or am I correct in saying I think that's probably one of the biggest memes ever? Like, I mean, it still gets I used. Like, I still see people I feel, using it. I feel, I feel like just by sheer usage, it was like way up there with the most of the most used. Both probably, sheer volume and also total ignorance from ninety nine percent of the people using it of where it came from, and also a total lack of interest in finding out where it came from. I, I always get a kick every time like Drew does a an interview or something about it. I get a kick of all the people going like, wait, I thought that was blank actor. Like mm-hmm. there's like all these actors that everybody thinks it is. Uh, I also think it probably it maybe at times more to my use of the internet. It seemed like it lasted a little bit longer than some other stuff. Like maybe it came out yes. of time before things l- moved at the um, faster than light pace that they do now. So it had a little more staying power, but I bet it would be in some top 10 of all time on a list. I, in terms of my, I don't think I was there. Love Drew, so I guess maybe knowing him puts me in some kind of orbit. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from horrible things that I was near. Whoa. 
Wait, well, why are you ex- are you excluding the horrible ones? Oh, I don't know. Because they're horrible. Because like, what are we talking? Like being in New, like being a, like, you know not too many blocks away from September 11th. And oh, like that, that. Yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of horrible. Yeah, that kind of horrible. Oh, I thought. I'm sorry. I thought you meant like gross out or something. No, no, no. Um, no, like you know, world event shitty. Oh yeah, 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 like shitty stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's a fun one to to be in the in the sphere of. So I'm not sure. I, I saw, it, this is a very dubious claim to fame, I, I saw the first showing of The Phantom Menace at, at the Chinese Theater in Hollywood. Okay. That was like that was like the line that all the national news crews showed up and like, oh, these nerds are sleeping on the sidewalk for a week. Yeah, okay. See this? I, think the, I think the first people had gotten in line like weeks ahead, right? Like, remember that whole yeah, yeah, yeah. stupid like, media event? Dressed up in Jedi robes, yeah. I was, I was there for probably the last 36 hours or something on the sidewalk. Hmm. Met Elijah Wood and Sean Astin. Okay, that's, uh, I feel like that's a that's a that's a significant a pop culture one. Yeah, event. yeah as was, far as pop was, culture is concerned, absolutely was kind of around for. <laughs> if I should admit to this in public, um, hmm. Uh, I did an interview with I think it was was it with Rom for Demon Souls. Remember that? Uh, like uh, uh, early early on, we were talking about a giant bomb, and I was like, oh. It was like the, maybe the first interview I did at uh, Giant Bomb because just I think everybody was like, "What is this? What is this import game?" And I, I did that uh, interview, and that was I think my first interview on camera for Giant Bomb, and it turned out to be Demon Souls, and I had to ask questions about this game that nobody had really known about yet, and it turns out Demon Souls was kind of a, wound up being a kind of a big thing, kind of a big deal, kind of a big deal, kind of a big kind of a big deal kind of a big deal yeah i i've been thinking about this and it's like i think i'm with Vinny. i think the most significant one for me is also a gigantic bummer so i I, i'm probably not going to get into much detail here but i will just Mm -hmm. say that it involves uh a national like case and america's most wanted and the three strikes law in california being Mm -hmm. you know brought into uh creation so okay i'm just gonna say uh that's not a fun one yeah yeah Drew Drew is a much better way to go on that. Drew is the, let's, let's just all say we were close enough to Drew when it happened, and that's ours. We all it accounts yes. for all of us. Okay, yes. then that's right. All right. Uh, here is a question from Idangs. Okay. I think is I'm going to say is how to pronounce that username. Okay. Uh, in a stunning turn of events, you have been put in charge of a mega force, and are tasked with deciding what franchise, video game, or otherwise. Should be the next to get the Musou or Warriors treatment. Oh, boy. So what do you choose? Personally, I think it's criminal that there hasn't been a Star Wars Musou yet, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think would translate well through that formula. I assume a Star Wars Musou game would just be you cutting through scads and scads of stormtroopers, right? Like, that's pretty much the whole thing. It's just that, like, uh, it's that pit scene or that arena scene, right? Where all the Jedi yeah. are out fighting and where, like, Mace sure, Windu yeah. is there. And But what well, if there were, like, a thousand of those guys? Yeah. Uh, man, what? So, what is a? It, all right, if you're what is going a Muso by, game, no, like if it's, you're going by dynasty. the formula, it is a formula. Is it just like you have to be taking out hundreds of troops with sweeping? Actions? I think. I think you also need to have a roster of at least a decent number of characters that all have slightly different abilities that all ultimately result in you slicing up thousands and thousands of dudes. Okay. It's 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 a quantity, not necessarily quality uh, game, right? It depends on who you ask, but I would agree <laughs> with that, yes. Okay. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I'm going to say, I... actually, G.I. Joe would not be a bad property for that because the Cobra troops are basically just all... Si- like, they're all robots, right, for the most part? If, if you are what? not a named Cobra character, you're pretty much all just robots? No. Mm, no. No, no, they had plenty. They had tons yeah. of human... They just eject out of the fire. But the foot soldier guys, like, those... those nope. like Whenever they get shot no. on the show, it's always, like, sparks no. fly out of them. Oh, that's no, just the bats, the bats. The bats are, like, expensive, yeah. like, special ops-type robots. The, the, the guys in the, the blue file, helmets are, are yeah, totally Yeah, the rank-and-file cannon fodder in Cobra are absolutely just poor schmoes but, that got either got conscripted or indoctrinated. Okay, being, well, I still want to murder them with, with cool <laughs> blue lasers, so... Yeah, I was going to say, that being said, you could absolutely put in a bunch of robotic... Cobra. Cobra's not about putting some robot troops on the on the field for you. To- can, hang on, can you do a Musou game with guns instead of some gigantic pole arm? <sighs> Why shouldn't you try, is what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, play a Storm Shadow, you'll be alright. You can still do huh. it. Or, okay, or, or play Snake Eyes, I guess. Uh, if you got it, feel like a, like a rabbids warriors, like something you get in there and just like destroy thousands of rabbids or minions. If the rabbids are just <laughs> killing millions and minions. That would be amazing. They, they feel, <laughs> like they're taking that. it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I got, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Um, boy, I would say the flood, but that gets kind of like Halo and the flood, but that gets kind of back into, uh. Can you do this with uh, uh, projectile weapons? Which I guess you probably could. Uh, Devil May Cry? Could you do it with the characters Ooh. from Devil May Cry and have Ooh. a. Devil May Cry and Bayonetta and. Um, let's see, who else would work? Who on else that is one? stylish hard action? Yeah. Who, what's the one where you slide around on your jet knees, your rocket knees? Uh, oh, vanquish yeah and vanquish like get the get throw them all in and the style Dude, and they, ride it yes. maybe and like just, just just make platinum warriors yes like okay match there you up go. every every dumbass over the top platinum action game ever made and a, make a it platinum muso it would be okay i think that's that's my answer what about a yakuza muso that would okay. be too weird right. no it's okay. just too strange are you fighting food <laughs> like i mean what? you could fight any number of things i mean look there is a a abundance of just absolute dipshits in Kamarocho who are constantly looking for a battle. What if they all got together? What okay. if they formed a union against Kiryu and Majima and all the people who are accustomed to beating the shit out of them? And you got to go break. You got to go fuck that shit up, man. Okay. You got a horse. Yes. Okay. Or do you get you get something else that's like no, a, it's horse, a horse? But not, it's not a horse. A, it's a horse. It's just okay. a horse. It's just a horse. Okay. Yeah. I. I okay. I can see that. That the yeah. That's it. Those are the answers. Those are the okay. only answers. That's it. Pac Man and it's a bunch of ghosts. I don't really love the Muso games. Yeah, I've reviewed enough of them that I also do not love them. I appreciate I I their do. existence, and they're not quite for me. I also did my time as the Warriors editor. <laughs> now, the Empire's offshoot games, those were all right. Those at least those add something. Bad. Those mm. at least gave some method to the melee. Mm. The melee madness. Methods of melee. Yes. The new. Yes. Yeah. New Tommy Lee band. Yes. <laughs> God. All right. Um, do we do corrections around here? Sure. We can. You take them. We're not going to make it an official cool. segment, but we can. So this is more of maybe more of an addendum. I don't know. Brandon wrote in to let us know that Into the Breach does, in fact, now have touch controls on Switch. They patched that in at some point. Okay. Oh, I have never one. played that Switch version, so I wouldn't know that. But now I know that. Uh, although in that case, you've already got the D-pad and stuff right there, so it's 
less crucial than... Anyway. Also, Brandon says, P.S. There are actually seven Tremors movies. That's about half. too many. Okay, I only about knew about five them. of them. Half of them are pretty good. The original is, of course, an absolute all-timer, but mm-hmm. two, three, and seven are pretty rad direct-to-video sequels as well. Wow, so seven is up there, huh? My understanding is that the second one has Fred Ward, at least, as well as a few of the other characters from the original. No Kevin Bacon. And then after that, it's just the dad from Family Ties, Michael Gross, who is like the connective tissue between all of them. Tremors is my Musa game. Just the just with, just thousands and thousands of graboids. No, it's thousands and thousands of Kevin Bacon. Wait, okay. what's a graboid? Is graboid that a is the is the fake name they give to the underground worm monsters from Tremors in the movie. Gross. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to find. I really want to know who is in the newest Tremors movie, but I can't. I guarantee you, Michael Gross is one of the people that is in the newest tri- Tremors movie. If he is not, they have lost their way. Let's see. I'm seeing a movie in 2020, Tremors Shrieker Island. Mm-hmm. Oh. Is that, is that the newest one? That probably is. That's got to be. Does, is Michael Gross in it? <laughs> uh, Michael Gross is the <laughs> top billing. Tremors is putting his kids through college and medical school at this point. Uh... Oh, wait, that's who Michael Gross is? Holy shit. Yes. Yes, the dad from Family oh, Ties. Right. Huh. Hey. He's like the hunter guy from the original Tremors. Get to that giant worm bag if you can, I suppose. Weirdly enough, Reba McIntyre does not keep showing up in those movies. Huh. Who would have thought? playing his wife in the first. Who would have thought? I don't recognize anybody else in these things. John Hedder? John, wait, John Heater is in, like, from uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Uh, yes, actually. Huh, Okay. Is, is second on the cast list here. Well, how the mighty have fallen. Hey, getting, <laughs> getting work where you can. Yeah. Maybe, the, maybe those things make bank. I, mm, I don't know what bank for direct-to-video is at this point. I don't even know where the back end of those are, because <laughs> it certainly isn't in Blu-ray sales. Hmm. I, feel, I feel like bank can be a relative term. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Right? Sure, yes, for sure. Uh, let's see here. How about a couple more? Okay. Justin, Oklahoma. Is first-person shooter the only genre Mario and friends haven't been in? Uh, if they were try and get in, if they were to try and get into the genre, the only way that makes sense to me is for Smash Brothers to go hero shooter, mm. which honestly makes perfect sense. It makes sense, but I don't want it. Does okay. I want to say there is first-person. Is there no first-person aiming in Sunshine? Mm, no boy. hang on are we going to redefine Mario Sunshine as a first person shooter here no it's primarily a third person yeah. uh, splatter game but, uh, <laughs> can you not yeah. zoom in and get like a first person aiming in that game ever probably I can I, I think you remember. can zoom the camera in pretty far but I don't know if it's ever like what you would quantify as first person okay. I don't know if you can actually shoot in first person at the same mm, time alright 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 but I, I would we'll agree see. that Mario's never been a first-person shooter, and I think it should stay that way. Like, it's bad enough with those Rabbids games that they gave him a gun. That's still weird to me. Trying to, like, has there ever been a Mario rhythm game? That was the one I was wondering about. Because there's Donkey oh. Konga, obviously. Yeah, like, there's like, Donkey Kong rhythm stuff. Right. I, I'm sure I have to assume Mario shows up in Donkey Konga somewhere, but I don't know if that counts. Even if he doesn't, I bet there is, like, a rhythm minigame somewhere buried in one of those, like, Mario RPGs or something else that might count. 
Let's see. He hasn't been in a factory building game. That that's I true. true. I guess that's he has true. not been in an RTS that I know of. Yeah, that would be a pretty interesting one, though. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mario and Rabbids is too far afield. I mean, that's a tactics game. Yeah, it's yeah, totally a tactics game. Uh, let's see. Mario has done Typing Tutor. Uh huh. Yeah. Mario has done Creative Suite in Mario Paint. Okay. Yeah, Paint Program. Um, RPG, obviously. Billion yeah. sports games. Sports mm-hmm. games, yeah. Third person action in variety variety of forms. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, Gosh, yeah. Make a make a Mario shooter. No. But was it Alex? Now he's got a do he's got a Minecraft skin. <laughs> you you can download it. I think it's official. So he's been in Minecraft. A building game. And we're not counting games, obviously, that Mario has been modded into over the years, because that would just be too much. No. And, but we are counting things like uh, uh, Captain Toad, right? Like uh, Offshoot Mario and, fa- and Friends, right? It doesn't have to just be Mario. I feel like Mario has to be in it in some capacity. What? Mario's too good for some But stuff. at the same time, there are Mario puzzle games, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Mm. Like Dr. Mario, I think, technically is t- what well, you would count as a puzzle game. Sure. Sure. Okay. Count that. Uh, Brad, you want to take one more? Yeah, maybe two real fast. Okay. okay. I'm going to insert fire. a public service announcement here from Dustin in Rochester, Minnesota. Upon hearing your discussion and somewhat reluctant dismissal of the dangers of bats on the most recent episode of the podcast, I had to write in. Now, these are bats, like the flying bats. We're not like doing actual bat- bats. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not talking about battle android <laughs> troopers here. We're yeah. talking <laughs> about the, the small flying rodent deflator mouse. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Many do not see bats as a threat. They're tiny and kind of cute, after all. It's precisely that petite anatomy which makes them deadly. Bat mouths are so small that bites can occur without anyone noticing, particularly on household pets where fur might conceal the wounds anyway. Uh, Combine that with a potential for their saliva to spread rabies, Mm a 100% fatal disease found in every U.S. state uh, besides Hawaii, and you've got good reason to take any bat visitors seriously. Here's the thing. I'm not going to walk up and just try and pet a bat like it's a cat. I'm not that kind of moron. But at the same time, I'm not going to go every time I see one, you know? What? Are you t- if there were a bat flying through that room you're in right now, you would absolutely go, whoa, 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 <laughs> No, I'm not going to do exactly what, what I'm not going to do the Nick Cage and Vampire's Kiss thing. I'm not going to have a complete freak out and be like, oh, shit. Okay, what? I'm going to get out of this room. Are and you then I'm serious? Gonna go you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even I don't say have anything? That, I don't have that deep fear for them. I just don't. Are you expecting well, so, a bat at any second? Like, how would you, I, if, even if there were like a, if I looked over and I saw the world's cutest iguana over here, I would still, I would probably flip no, the if I saw an iguana, over. I'd be like, oh, oh my gosh, you're ready Wait, for Wait, iguanas aren't dangerous, are they? No, not, not really. Not dangerous, it's just like you're not expecting it to be there, you know? Like, well, how That's would fair. an iguana get here? There were a, a pigeon in my basement. I would be, I would Look, pr- freak out. The only things that make me jump out of my seat and just start shrieking are bees because I'm allergic to them okay. and spiders because fuck that. Okay. How about ants? It's ant season. I look at ants and I go, Ugh, and I just, I figure out what I need to do to go kill them immediately. Oh, but they keep coming. Yeah, they do. They never stop. Oh, they're, they're my, okay. They're bad. They're my bad. history with ants is well documented. Oh, uh, how about I got? All right, here's a quick question for Vinny. 
Three, what is the worst case scenario for finding a cache of ants marching across? Like, because sometimes you don't notice it until you stare at like the line of ants and you're like, wait, that's moving. Oh my gosh, that's an ant trail. Okay, first one, you're sitting down to eat your food. You just made all your food and now you notice there are ants right next, like near you. Mm-hmm. That's case one. Two, uh, case number two, you're, you're going to bed and you notice there are ants where you're going to be sleeping. Uh, Whatever you're about to say is not going to be as bad as the one you just said. Number three, you're sitting on the toilet and you just got started. And now there are Uh ants right at your feet, a whole Uh stream of them. No, the the bed is still worse. The bed is still worse? Okay. The bed is still worse because you can always get up and go to a different toilet or, you know, just deal with that (laughs) stuff. you can't. Yeah. How many different toilets you got? What have you wanted? (laughs) Either that or you just, you probably have some kind of spray nearby you can use to murder them with. (laughs) In bed, you got to take that bedding off. You got to throw that shit in the laundry. You got to get rid of the fucking ants before you put more bedding on. Like, that's a whole thing. Bed's talking, pretty, talking bed's like fairly bad. benign, like carpenter ant, or are we talking? No, yeah, I'm not talking about fire ants. ants. No, I'm talking like a but a stream though. You you see like yeah. oh they're going somewhere. Oh man, I dropped a cookie or something, but in this spot and didn't notice the crumb, and now they're all here. Yeah, bed's pretty bad. Bed's bed's a bad one. Don't that's why you don't have food in your room, man. Don't bring food oh, yeah. into the bedroom. That's right. Maybe don't leave most of a nice birthday cake out on the counter covered in tinfoil. Oh, no. As as once happened oh, when I was growing no. up. That's... There was no line of ants going to it. Okay. But I went like the next day and like touched it to take the foil <gasps> off. The foil started rustling of its own accord. Ah! Like there was a literal rustling sound of tinfoil on tinfoil as ants came pouring out of that thing. Oh, they were oh, all in horrifying. there. That's oh, it was horrifying. I don't care for that. I don't care for oh, this. Man. Okay. Sorry. Man. Take the last email. It's, I'm sorry. I brought this up. Uh, fucking ants. Did you know that I, I should fact check these things before I do. Did you know? Mm. Isn't, isn't it the, isn't it the case that like the, the ant biomass on earth is greater than every other living organism put together. I could believe it. There's so goddamn think, many of them. I could also I, believe I, it. I think that's true. Uh, and if it isn't, it should be. <laughs> All amazing. right. Final question. Okay. Last question comes in from one Ben Hansen. Oh, not familiar. Of MinMax fame. Check out MinMax. Is this part of an interview? <laughs> Is this Check out a, Am I being yeah, interviewed? Well, it, is, <laughs> it is a question. Okay. It's more of an audition, I guess. I just actually. watched some MinMax stuff. His stuff is great. Yes. Great energy. Uh, this is kind of more of an audition. Please lock in your final prediction for how Chris Pratt's Mario will sound with each of oh, you God. reading this line. Okay. What do you mean the princess is in another castle? Well, here we go. That was my audition, by the way. That's okay. exactly. I, I am a real, real blunt kind of flat affect out of this Mario. That's what you think Chris Pratt will, will sound like? That's, uh, that's where you're going? No, not, not really. No. Okay. But. I think he, I think they are not going to steer him into what could be a pretty offensive Italian stereotype. So I think they're going to go super cartoon. Oh, wait, do you I, think Charles, Charles Martinet is doing a, an offensive Italian stereotype? Not in the, no, I'm not going to say, listen, I don't take great offense to it, but I'm not going to say in the delivery, but in the like muttering spaghetti and pizza <laughs> while sleeping. <laughs> Wait, does he do that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, spaghetti. Yeah, exactly. Like, really? It's like, Where I, does think, he do that? I think a little, I think a little tough sometimes. I mean, like, isn't the, isn't the, it's a me like kind of extremely stereotyped. I, 
sometimes I say if you were to take that and map it onto any other languages, you'd probably have a problem with like, oh yeah, that's offensive. Like if you know uh, Mario were of uh, like, oh here's Mario of like Asian descent, and and tried to do that in that kind of similar parallel, you'd probably be like, this doesn't play. But that being said, I think Chris Pratt will probably play it pretty straight as chris pratt it was like well so he was out there i don't know if you saw this recently he was out there he dropped some line in an interview about like this mario voice is going to be like nothing you've ever heard before yeah yeah so and i I just i I don't know what that means because i've heard an italian accent before (laughs) and i've also and i'm also relatively aware of chris pratt's range yeah, it's not that high, which, yeah. well, well, not even that that high. I'd say deep. Right. So, yeah. like, I, if you're going Charles Martinet, I, I think that's a mistake, because otherwise you ask, why wouldn't you just get him to do it? So I think he's going to try to steer famous enough. <laughs> I think you're going to steer clear true. of that. That's true. I don't I don't I don't if, like I would not put money on Chris Pratt being able to do a good Charles Martinet doing Mario Martinet. Mm. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with like, you. So I, I don't think he could replicate that voice. I think. He's no, I don't do, think he could either. I think he's going to do Chris Pratt doing like Brooklyn. Is what I think. I th- so what is the line? Uh, the princess is in another ca- castle. Let's what do you go. mean the princess is in another castle? Well, here we go. I think it's going to be like. So it's Bob uh, Hoskins know. is what he's doing. Yes. Or or like uh, Captain Lou. Like a, like a. What do you mean the princess is in another castle? Let's go. And I think it's just going to be like that. Luigi, what are we doing here? Like it just. I, yeah, I could see that. I think he's just going to do big time Tommy. Who's big time Tommy. Big Time Tommy is a guy from Staten Island who is the most ridiculous Staten Island Italian guy stereotype you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> like more than like the more than like the jerky hey, boys. Big Time Tommy, I'm out of here <laughs> with the old school. I'm here, you know, I'm out down here with my buddy's DJing down as a pizza parlor. Hey, so I do think the, that's what so it's going to be. Big, is it, do the line is Big Time Tommy. All right, what's the line it, again? <laughs> what do you mean the princess is in another castle? Well, here we go. What do you mean the princess is in another castle? This big time Mario. All right, hey, let's go away. Hey, all right, let's go down here. This is for the old school. <laughs> okay, I can see. I even think that might be too broad for Chris Pratt. Oh, I, I don't think he's going to do it well. To be clear, I'm just saying. I don't. I never get like. I don't get like super high energy from Chris Pratt. Like I, even even in like the Guardian stuff, it's like. Like a kind of staid delivery, you know, like a like a like trying. Yeah, to keep he's just cool. a guy. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I don't know who who did the uh, who's the voice of the uh, Lego, the main Lego guy in the Lego movies. Isn't it him? Is that Chris Pratt? I think I've only Chris seen Pratt. I've only seen the first Lego movie, but I'm almost positive. <laughs> I was just gonna it say it's probably gonna sound like that Lego guy That's, from the Lego. I, I absolutely think that there will be like a little bit of Italian spin on basically that performance. It, yeah. it is Chris yes. Pratt. It, totally <laughs> it is absolutely. <laughs> that, it is absolutely. That him. is very funny. Okay, well, I think it's gonna sound like that Lego guy, and then also have a little bit of uh, of maybe some uh, New York. Uh, now that I would put money on. Yeah. Yeah. A little New York, I like just enough Italian to say like, you know, I gr- like my grandmother came over from Italy, so I'm around it enough that I know what it sounds like, but I'm not going to go all the way with it. Yeah. I man, I had no interest in seeing an animated Mario movie until it turned into this ridiculous shit <laughs> and like I them casting Chris Pratt in it now makes me much more interested in seeing it, but not for the reasons they probably hoped. No, well, definitely not. Well, it's a big name they got in. You want to see uh, Chris Pratt deliver, so. No, I want to see Charlie Day do Luigi. That's what I'm that, there for. Yeah, that's, see, 
I think Chris Pratt, if you have Charlie Day doing Luigi, that's probably the high energy performance. So you probably yes. have a pretty sedate, Mar- aw shucks Mario next to like a Luigi who's like on fire constantly. So I think that's, so it's probably going to be a pretty sedate, like, you know, like Luigi, calm down. And it's probably going to be, you know, <laughs> just vocal fry Charlie Day screaming uh, about, I don't know, a dinosaur. It, who's doing Yoshi? Is Yoshi voiced? Yoshi has um, a voice. I forget who's doing it. Hang on. I feel like it was Is somebody it time else. To revisit this cast list already. It was somebody else that I was like kind of happy about for Yoshi. <laughs> I also think it's really funny that the IMDb entry for this movie is still called Untitled Illumination Entertainment Super Mario Project. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, the highly anticipated. Uh, I don't know if Yoshi does have a mm. voice attached. I don't believe that's the case. Yeah, we have a Toad. We have the various oh, Kongs. Toad? Maybe it was Toad. To- toad is Keegan Michael Key. Yes, right, okay. right. That's right. Yeah. And right. Jack, Jack Black, Black is, is doing Bowser. Is Bowser? Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Oh, right. Yeah, I think Jack Black as Bowser could work. Like that. And Charles Martinet doing voice. Uh huh. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> that may be. You think it's like narrator or something? Some, I bet they give him some like, small characters to do. See, see, that would be really disappointing. If they give him like one cameo of some unnamed like mm. other toad mm. for three seconds, like he should he should get some place of prominence or honor, like a narrator if, or something. If they, I mean, depending on what the script is, you know, it could be a thing where there are. Um, I wouldn't put it past them and Nintendo and where they are now to have Mario be a thing that is referenced in the Mario universe. Like Mario has plushies and merchandise. And Mario or Luigi, you know, pulls a Mario doll off the shelf and pulls a thing on the back, and it's you know Charles Martinet's voice comes out. And he's like, you know, yeah, Mario, anything like this, you. this thing is ridiculous. That's my that's my Charlie Day. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds so good. Uh, and that's and that's what it is. And there's that's where you get the it's a me Mario as the voice. All I will say right now is that when this eventually comes out, whenever the hell that is. Mm-hmm. We will absolutely schedule a time to watch the original Super Mario Brothers movie for the watch cast. Never seen it. Oh, wow. there you go. That's justification Wait. enough. That's all Wait. I need. What was that reaction? Is that like somehow? I for, I for, how, re- well, how did you not see? Okay, I for, I think you had said you hadn't seen it, so I think for, I forgot. But like, I feel like it came out at a time where it was as somebody who played video games, you would have been like, "Oh, I need to see it." Were you like, I did. did you just like um, kind of sidestep it? I didn't see uh, it in theaters to- either. Not to like blow my horn, but I feel like I saw that thing for what it was before I saw it. <laughs> it's you know, uh, it's a nightmare. Like, I would I, love I to I, say I was a good enough judge to determine that previously, but I did go see The Wizard in theaters, so I was not that smart. Oh, I, well, I had to see Super Mario Brothers three, so yeah. I was there for that. Uh, it's a, it's a nightmare of a movie. We should definitely watch it. I, I will definitely to, do it. I would love to get your take on it, uh, and if they. If there was one game that I wish the franchise of Mario would re- revisit, it is Super Mario Brothers, the movie, the game. I want the video game of that movie. That could be a first-person shooter, for sure. That universe could support a first-person shooter uh, in that dark hell-ish landscape of a movie. Or a fighting game. Or a fighting It's too bad they didn't shoot the actors when they could. Uh, I want to say it's uh, John Leguizamo is Luigi in that, right? Yes, yes he is. Yeah. Yeah. Samantha Mathis is Daisy. There's some casting in there. It's uh, wait, who's the Goomba again? 
Oh, uh, the Goomba, I forget, is like some singer? character actor. Uh, well, no, Toad is played by uh, Mojo Nixon. Yes, yes. Okay, but Toad is a Goomba, don't forget. That's it's, right. Yes. God, the, it's been what? so fucking long since I watched that thing, but yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we should not get into spoilers for Brad, but yes. Yeah, boy. It's a, a real mess of a thing. What a fever dream. Uh, did you guys see that they're, they're, they're making Time Bandits again? All right, we got to end this podcast. I can't. <laughs> I can't have this conversation right now. But, but I think that's a real thing. Who touched? They're who going touched? to remake everything, Vinny. Time Bandits True. is. What, what They'll remake think? Time Bandits. They'll remake anything. I don't know. I think they're making it. It's like a. a Go do a, fucking Ice Pirates next. I don't fucking care. See, okay, then I'm back in. But like, I like. I think I like, I like Time, Time Bandits. Ba- I liked Time Bandits at one time in my life. I couldn't it, tell you if I still do. Like speaking of fever dreams, like Time Bandits is an incomprehensible movie. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We'll do also do a theme month that is just like incomprehensible fever dreams of the '80s. We will fucking do Time Bandits. We will do Adventures uh, of Buckaroo Banzai. Oh boy, uh, we will have ourselves a good time. Uh, all right, look forward to that. Uh, Brad, have you seen Time Bandits? I have not. Sean Connery has a role in Time Bandits. It's a weird movie. It's a weird movie. Uh, it's Terry Gilliam. It's yes, gotta, it's gotta yeah. be. Apparently, uh, apparently, Taika Waititi is producing and directing. The yes, pilot isn't that isn't that wild? Like that's a pretty good thing. match, I think. But like, also, oh, Time Bandits. I don't know what you do about Time Bandits. I don't, I don't know, know what you do about Time Bandits. I don't know how you make Time Bandits work. Honestly, it's that my, is, we'll find favorite, a way. It's my favorite. It's my favorite show too. And what do you do <laughs> about Time Bandits? <laughs> do you remember Baron Munchausen? Yeah. Okay, that, put that on the list too because that's, all right. uh, that's so basically awesome. we're just doing all Terry Gilliam films, is what you're saying? We could do a Terry Gilliam film, and we could just do ones where people decided not to get credited <laughs> in yeah, that because enough. the movie was too weird. Uh, all right, that's gonna do it for emails. If you want to email in, you can catch us at podcast at nextlander.com. You can send an email to podcast at nextlander.com, and that is gonna do it for this episode of the podcast i'd like to thank everybody for supporting us and for listening uh the games we talked about one more time earlier on if you missed them we did last call bbs cuphead the delicious last course the quarry and neon white if you want to support us you do so by watching our stuff listening to our stuff i the things that are involved with that maybe rating it i don't know i've heard mixed things about leaving reviews do they work i don't know if they work do we have reviews i don't know but you can leave one leave a pleasant one leave a nice note uh also you can go over to the patreon.com and go to uh nextlander that's patreon.com slash nextlander you can find a patreon tier that fits your lifestyle you can slide around no commitments there i guess you can change and go and do whatever you want we got a bunch of stuff coming up so uh, stay tuned for that. We have the our WatchCast up now, yep. uh, and that'll be going out to the rest of the world next week and the rest of the Patreon tiers that didn't get it next week as well, ad-free, of course. And then the Never Been a Better podcast next episode should be going out on Friday is when I plan to get that up, and that has Abby Russell and Jeff Bacalar joining us. So check it out over on the Patreon details there. Content. There is one Patreon tier that gets a shout out on this here podcast, and that is the Mysterious Benefactor tier, and I am going to read those names right now, starting with 
John Richardson, Vornak, Corey Porter, Vinny's Giants Booga Boogas, James Smith, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Nick Donegan, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejke, Conrad Kuzman, John McInnes, Octothorpe Bunny Crimes, Casey Shaughnessy, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Raccoon Trunk, Raz Grizz, I wonder how many characters you can actually put in this box. It seems like... And there we go. Mm-hmm. Wow, it just keeps going, Omsta. Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R., Kevin Velado, Randy Duax, Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Tiebkin, Alex Wu, It Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Cheek, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Richard Welsh, a.k.a. Hired Noobs, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treats. Those are our mysterious benefactors for this week. Thank you so much for supporting us, and thanks everyone for supporting us. Big blanket thank you there. Like I mentioned before, we have the Next Lander Watchcast, uh, Jaws, up now. Uh, uh, premiering uh, next week will be the first two episodes of Star Trek. So if you want to watch those and you're uh, going to catch that on the Patreon, you can start watching those. That'll be up next Monday. That is correct. The the Kirk, we should point out, the Kirk Star Trek. We skipped the cage. That's right. Yes. That's right. We are going to watch the cage, but later on. The, yeah, but the, the first two regular James Kirk episodes. The Man Trap and Charlie X. Uh, we've also got, like I said before, Never Been a Better Podcast going up on Friday. We have more Gabriel Knight 2. Uh, Alex, if you can make it, we'd love to have you. We'll see okay. what happens. I'm leaving here around 10-something in the morning, and then I am going to be going home. If I make it home in time, great. If not, well, that's that. Uh, Abby's going to join us for that again. Look forward to that. Brad and I are going to jump into some more Trials of Scrap Mechanic, the challenges. Apparently, there are 10 more. After we defeated it, they said, wow, our game, even in its broken state, couldn't stop these two. Uh, let's put some more challenges in there. So it's we're going to be a last Starfighter situation. They're just like, oh, my God, they did it. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> no one's we, done we this. Have to, we have to rise to meet the best. Uh, so we'll see if we can rise to meet these 10 new challenges or a portion thereof those challenges uh plenty more going on we've got the uh, updates on the next lander store i believe we really received the last of our test shots for the merch so we're going to look over that stuff and uh we are going to i'm uh, sorry alex looked like you were waving at me but you're not waving no at me. i'm waving out the window <laughs> at my partner who is eating chips very slowly staring at me <laughs> through the window so okay. i think that means i need to go get in the pool Yes, let's go get you into the pool. So uh, Next Lander Store, hopefully in the near future, we should have that coming up. Thanks, everybody, again. We'll be back soon. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Brad. Alex, go get in the pool. All right. We'll be back next week.